welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm singing in the Lazarus Rain, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 467. 467. Is that the this week? That is, you, you see that? I knew that that threw off a little. I ended up, I'm just me. I'm not the purveyor of anything. I'm did just going to be in there. Did it throw me off? Or did it throw you off that you thought, oh no, what am I this week? Well, first off, I was going through a couple ideas in my head, like as the song was playing, and they were they were going to be an epic <laughs> fail. I was going to actually say a bundle of hair and teeth. <laughs> the problem I didn't you know, say that is because you would. That's why I didn't say it, you jerk. I knew you'd uh, come back and go. Well, what were you going to do to make up something? I'm telling you, you could put that on a missing persons flyer, and people would find you in five minutes. Holy moly! I thought I'd be that leprechaun that they drew up there. Uh, yeah, and then I was thinking like. What other books do we have? And then I was going to say a former uh, mentor of Ghostmaker and Ray. I'm even trying to say it now Honestly, and I was fumbling. I'm like, no. This would have been the best. No, it would have been better. <laughs> yeah, that's why it would have been the best. The, the clump of hair and teeth, though, that would have been pretty good. You would have gotten a kick out of that one. And then I thought, no, I'm not purveyor of positivity. I'm not going to lie this week. Maybe Wonder Woman love bombed my ass and, you know, got me and I ended up where I'm going to tell the truth. But I do want to tell everybody and everybody you can rest easy i'm oh, no. no longer on on a you know my mission is no longer to prove not even prove but to correct people and get to fight in fights on on youtube i'm done not youtube i'll fight there on the twitter i'm done i ended up no, where I even no it's even when i try to be nice and i try guarantee to be, next thursday you're gonna be like you oh, guarantee? Is I'm just jerk well no i end up where people are yelling about a certain character that's gonna come out with the lazarus planet circuit uh-huh. breaker the character is and i just said hey everybody just calm down let's wait to see yeah. how the character is maybe just maybe i i'm worried about the character as well but maybe it'll be something good you never know this could be the one that hits well i got attacked eric <laughs> i ended up getting a text of it and i'm like all right i'm out i'm done i'm not talking to anybody everybody's on on note now you're on blast i'm out i'm not talking to anybody unless you email into the podcast so right. Man. Batman Beyond Mark, you're in. Also, you I end up where I also was on, I forget, I think I was on with Stork. Still don't know the guy's name, Eric. I'm there with McCracken. Stork and talking about the idea where I'm in the slack and I start arguing with people there. I'm like, this doesn't do me any good either. I'm done. So I'm, I'm just going to be positive in my own way. All right, by myself, positively miserable. Is it because miserable. they told you their opinions? You're like, these guys are jerks. No, I just, it was more discussions. Just on the tell slack. me that I'm right, guys, did, and I could be happy. I always feel bad. No, Simon, <laughs> that guy, I end up where I wanted to, like, I was joking around, and I told you this already, and I said it on the spot, like, the idea that I said, you know what, here's my hot take about the Batman Incorporated. It's too much Batman Incorporated. <laughs> And I was kind of joking, but I never got back to it. That's and then I you looked. I'm like, an emoji. they were, they were blasting me. They were. They were. I was on blasting. I was on the opposite end of the blast, and I don't like that. I want to blast them, right? That's what I like doing. That's what gets me going. I sit there. I'm like, I'm so miserable, just every day. So I just want to pass that on. I'm just giving gifts of misery to everybody. This is the problem with but, social media. That is, but hey, if you want to get involved and not. Talk to me, I guess. Go to our Twitter at Weird Science DC. I won't get in any arguments with you. But I won't be positive either because that gets me in more trouble, it seems. This is the best promotional material I've ever heard. Twitter at Weird Science DC. Go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com. 
And then go and check out our YouTube channel, Weird Science Comics. I ended up doing a new show today. I haven't done one of those in a while, but I decided to do it on the YouTubes. And oh. man, that seemed to be, you know, people being nice to me with that. I don't know. I'm telling <laughs> this news. One of the news items I will tell you was that they are going to re-release the Batman Spawn special, that number one. But they're yeah. going to do it, Eric. Get this. Without any dialogue or story, can you imagine that? I ended up well, saying, like, really, that's what most people did with it anyway. With. I know that's. What I, mean. I think there were three quarters there already. So yeah, that was one of them. But I had fun doing that. So you can go over and do that, and then go to our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Weird Science, where I will tell you the badasses pulled a power move, Eric. They really ended up thick. Nobody's getting the big books this week because if you are looking to hear, yeah, Lazarus Planet Alpha number one and Flash one seven ninety the beginning of the one minute war those are both the Patreon spotlight books they're a Patreon only as episode that was about an hour and fifty minutes long I believe and uh, we got into it pretty deep we enjoyed both Um, it's weird when you go and hear people talking about both of these books. Most people seem to be liking the Lazarus Planet Alpha start a little better than Flash 790. We'll even have J-Men in the mail section say pretty much that as well. But me and you really like the Flash 790. As we talked about it, we actually started liking it more and more. We were propping ourselves up, Eric. It was like I I got on that hype train. (laughs) (laughs) I was was trying to get into the movies and you were popping, you know, getting the trench coat on me. Three guys there. I got in there. You were propping me up, Eric. But yeah, we ended I didn't up know liking where I was that. Going. No, I, I didn't really either. How about if I did that at the beginning? Hey, I'm three guys in a trench coat trip. <laughs> now that would have been funny. You would have giggled from that one. But yeah, we ended up talking about those, and we like both of them. So it's a positive type spin. But I am worried about the Lazarus Planet Alpha as we go, or actually Lazarus Planet, because Mark Wade is kind of going to defer to a bunch of other people. So we'll have to wait and see how those one shots are. And that's where you end up getting that circuit breaker type thing. The the big play, though, is every time you look at the solicits, they're vignettes of things and don't really connect. It's just like, let's peek into this one. Let's peek into that. But that's why it makes sense. Remember when I said the idea, oh, Damien, he's just there. And what are we going to go through all this? It's because the main story runs through a couple of the books. And then you get this extra, you know, extra flavor. But. Like I said, the badasses, they did end up. I mean, I'm telling you, that was a power play beyond all power plays. You you think they scored on the power play? I think they did. I think they did, Erica. Were you a guy on the power play a lot when you played your hockey? Of course (laughs) I wasn't. (laughs) I could just imagine. You would have probably been a good defenseman. Yeah. You're a big dude, right? You like to get in there and get physical and stuff like that. Yeah, you did. Until they right. knocked my glasses off, then I cried. Yeah, and then it's trouble. Because my you parents were going to kick what the crap out of me because they're expensive. Yeah, get those glasses off. You can't have that going on. I but here, here is the roll call. Here are the bad asses. Oh, my goodness. I would pay to see that. Here we go. We got Eric KWK, Jeffrey Greek, Stephen Batdad Mitchell, The Annihilator, Ted Probst, I Love Punchline, Stork, Michael S., Cam, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, Lady Abby and Lord Andy, Francisco L. Rock III, Niels Taylor, David Fink, Stephen Baum, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you and me, Michael G., Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocky, Ben Overbitch. All right. Is that what we're playing? <laughs> we're playing what? that game here. I'm, I'm okay. so glad that seriously, I'm not saying this to get it to happen, but please 
I'm so glad that I don't have to read these nonsense names like you do. I, I thought this was going to catch on. Mark Jager, Nick Adams, Ruben, Carlos, No Wolf, Marv, Matthew Rapier, Luke Hollywood, probably drunk, Simon, blasphemy, Luis, man, ship, might be dead, Andrew and Belfast, and Andrew and Belfast, you know, took the, the sales deflations. I don't know what I'm saying here. Swanee, sure. Anthony G, okay. Josh Million, my man, people from NYC. Batman Beyond Mark, we'll hear from him later. Uh, Rob Lewis, our man Rob Lewis, a little shout out. I hope he's feeling better. Beam your Brandy Murray up there in Buffalo and double A Ron Doxing his ass in Minnesota and all time great Reginald Reginald Drinkwater. And I was talking, people don't really believe me when I say certain books would be things that Reggie likes. And basically, I tell them any book that me and you hate, Reggie loves. <laughs> so I just said the ones that are not on the podcast because they drive us insane, they'd be Reggie's favorites. I'm telling you, he loved the wackiest things. But we have four books. That's it. I didn't even say we, we have a plethora minus two. I mean, seriously, I think next week is when we have a lot of books, right? The week that we don't need a lot of books personally with what's going on in our lives because we're going to have to record early. That's next week, right? Or is it the week later? Yes, I believe it's next week. Yeah, that's thinking. Oh, no, it's a week later thing. I don't okay. know anymore. I, whatever the so, week is, there's something coming up. But yeah, we have four books right now and eh, we'll get through them. I think they're a little darker than usual, but there's some things that people really like that we have and maybe Eric Shea will learn to trust the fun and games of books and you know have a giggle we'll see Eric. i don't know what i'm saying well, so I'm, I'm we have 10 books saying. next week i'm not sure if that's accurate but off of dc's website that's what it looks yeah. like so we haven't had a, a bigger week like that in a while so we'll have that and that's yeah we'll have to see we'll see but hey we're here four books we got a clumrad really the big play is we don't have the clumrad section batgirl didn't come out with the wonder woman that's a crazy deal so something got a little wonky there they decided to actually set it up so you don't want to jump off a roof. And back but, is next week. Yeah, yeah. Great. But yeah, actually, when I read Wonder Woman, I actually pine for Batgirls. That's how bad it is. But hey, we're going to get to these Best books. Best Wonder we Woman a, book we've had in a while. Yeah, we have a couple, uh, a couple of Bat-centric books coming up and things as we always do. But we'll get on to that right in a second. We waited so long for them, Eric. And Dancing Mike, you don't want to hear anything from you. Take That's that, fine. Eric. Take I'm good with that. It. 
Well, you probably would be, especially with our first book Take that we're going to talk about. But oh, that's a good Paul McCartney song. When we end up getting into this, though, I just want to remind everyone that Eric Shea doesn't like fun. And nope. while everybody loves certain books, he's there to give you the pish posh of them. But what? I'm kind of with him. I, I mean, I just don't get the praise that Batman and Joker Deadly Duo is getting. I don't think it's as bad maybe as you think it is, though I don't think it's great. And people are saying it's like the greatest thing. And I, I keep thinking, why is that? Like sometimes a book like this will fill a niche that, you know, needs to be filled. Right. You know, sexy. Right. You end yeah. up where. Give us that good old sleaze. Up until, you know, the recent, I thought people were enjoying the Zdarsky Batman enough. It seems like people are turning on that, but not enough to say that you need another Batman book, right? And the Detective Comics, I can't find somebody who'll be on my side of things and say that Ram Your D side. is nonsense, right? So you end up, that is the Vendetta, vendetta. side, Eric. Ah, I just, I'm bored with it. So the I can see the vendetta. idea. It does. I could see the idea of Ram Vendetta. We didn't know that, but that's what it is. But so you have this Batman Joker book. And so what is it? What is it in this book? And this is the mystery that I'm trying to, you know, crack the code because I don't really get the arts pretty cool. I like that. Mark Silvestri, who is normally an artist. The only thing that I can think of is this slightly touches that vein of like the world's finest with, you know, Mark Waite. It's not as fun, though. And it's not as deep a dive, but it seems to be something where people just want to kind of, hey, I just want Batman and the Joker doing wacky things together. And we got Alfred there. And I, I, I don't really get the praise, the full praise that it's getting. And I, I don't think you can understand it either. Maybe because it's you like a it weird less. bit of nostalgia from a decade ago where people are wanting more of like, even though people pish posh and hated the New 52, they love that Batman and the New 52. And this does feel along the lines of that. And that's why it feels so out of place and inconsequential with what we're going for. Even at the point when Batman, as Bruce Wayne, goes and talks to our main suspect in this at a graveyard, and we find out that the main suspect's daughter died because he couldn't come up with a cancer. Uh, I'm going to say cancer, but a cure for the cancer with the stem cell research that he was doing on the gravestone. It says his daughter, Amanda, died. I lived 1992 to 2019. I'm like, if you just would have made a 2012, I like she died a year ago. This is still in the new 52 and it could fit right in that little slot of the new 52 Batman works like belongs in my mind. And it's funny because I bet it'd be a kind of a weird little experiment. If I ended up going on Twitter right now and putting up a poll and saying, hey, all you deadly duo fans, what? The era do you think this Batman is? And I wonder if now the, the thing is you're saying, and Mark Silvestri started writing this during the new 52, so yeah. it makes sense. But I wonder if people would say different. I wonder if they'd just say, well, it's like a, you know, a post crisis deal, or it would be this. I don't know. Because again, the stuff that Mark Wade's doing, that is a nostalgia type of thing as well. But it's also a let's not worry about nonsense and let's just have fun with the characters, throw in some things. This isn't exactly a fun story. But it ends up where I think that maybe because I saw even this week, people still shitting on the new 52 people now really, really hate it, but they like they this book. Have. So, yeah. So I, I just I just wonder the deal. And also the new 52 was a lot of bat God in it where they're turning on Chip Zdarsky for that. I just don't get the idea of it. But it is Batman and the Joker, the deadly duo. Number three written by Mark Silvestri with art by Mark Silvestri. Colors by Arif Priyana. Letters by Troy Petiri. And, yeah, we jump into this, and I'm with you, Eric. Me and you talked right before we hit that button to play that theme coming in. Thank you, Dancing Mike. I forgot what had happened the last issue. I actually, that's when I really know when I'm invested in a book where you go in, 
And it was kind of a crazy thing that happened at the end of last issue. When I jump into here and I was with you, it's funny because you said this and I didn't really answer you or whatnot. I actually did the Joker escape. Oh, no, no. It was the, you know, ball of hair. It was pretty much the mad ball teeth and hair and whatever. Well, that's the thing. That we have up. an alarm going off in the back cave. Dick Grayson was snoozing on the job while the Joker's in the back cave, which is crazy. But the man's tired. He's been standing all day. You know, he's tired. He's going to get some pole. But now we have this thing that's escaped that is causing the alarm to go off right now. And that's the main thing. But I jump into this. The alarm's going off. Alfred's down there. We're talking Alfred Dick. We we're using real names. I'm like, did the Joker escape? Oh, no. It's this John Carpenter. <laughs> The John Carpenter's The Thing stem cell monster that we have going on right now, which just, you know, grabs a hold of something and incorporates its attributes into itself and before eventually just consuming it whole to the point where it will just devour itself and be nothing. Yeah. And they ended up where, as we get into it, it ends up consuming. You think that a bat came and got it, but it's the opposite. It ends up being that the predator becomes the prey, all this sort of thing. And that's okay. I don't mind the part. Then we go to Batman and but that was Joker the part stem of cells, time. which is weird because, you know, that is the thing. We have the stem cell monster that incorporates things that it consumes, but always these things that it consumes and takes on the attributes like this will become a bat monster because it consumed a bat. But they will always have a disfigured Joker face on them, whatever they become. So they're always just going to be stem cell Joker, John Carpenter's the thing monsters. It's the thing that left is what I say is <laughs> what you get. You end up where it'd be kind of funny. Like I, I, he's like, I want to try this out on this. And all of a sudden you just have crazy hope Joker hybrid monsters well, sound going around. Like, honestly, that sounds like a bit of fun where you have a mad scientist. Cause it reminds me of Bride or Reanimator where Dr. West was just doing weird shit with his reagent formula. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling like, you, I like, might actually bunch, do that myself. Here's a bunch of fingers. I'm going to stick some wires in all these fingers and I'm going to stick an eyeball and I'm going to dab it with some reagent. Now I got a finger eyeball monster. You exactly. know what? Now, isn't that fun? You got a Joker fright of reanimator. was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But we then go to Batman and okay, at least they start going with things here. Silvestri does something because remember when we said that the Joker was supposed to be the guy who goes here. There's two as a couple. They're hanging in this death. Oh, yeah. This is the sole aspect of the book, because on top of having Harley Quinn kidnapped by supposedly our big bad and having Jim Gordon kidnapped by supposedly our big bad. And this issue, it feels like it's uh, something different than that. But I'm not sure at this point in time. But we have. All right. Joker is a part of this game. Batman and Joker got to do stuff because both their loved ones, Jim Gordon being Batman's loved one for some reason, are kidnapped. And now Joker trying to get Harley Quinn back has to go to this old Wayne recycling factory and he has to choose who lives and who dies between an alcoholic piece of shit father or a drug addict piece of shit mother. Because that's the whole thing. But the Joker didn't show up because he's tied up in the Batcave. Batman's going to take on this job. He's all tied up, Eric. To look at all of these files to figure out who's the less piece of shit and what's best for their boy Tommy. And it's funny, when we ended up seeing it last issue, we said, the Joker ain't going to read that stuff. And no. they even admit it here. The Joker never would have. Batman's and that's like, the worst the part. If the this. Joker would have shown up what because he happened? wouldn't read that shit, you know? he would have said, kill them both. He doesn't give a shit. And that's the right answer to this whole thing because they're both pieces of shit. It's all about what's best for Tommy. And that is the answer. And then the like, you know, they would have lived. But no, because Batman showed up in the Joker. Did, Loophole, I'm still going to kill the people, even though you <laughs> chose the right that's answer. That's the weird play is, like you said, either Joker would probably just add ah, whatever, just kill him. But would that have been like, well, you're not choosing the right way or whatever, because it's weird to just do this almost to have set it up knowing Batman would come so that you can have him go through that. So then you could throw it at the end like, oh, well, Batman, you didn't play the game right. You weren't supposed to be here. All that sort of thing. But you do get a little detecting. 
you end up seeing old Tommy smiling when he's with his aunt and uncle. That's where he's safe and that's where he feels like he's the happiest. So he says, kill them both. And that's kind of, I think that was supposed to be more shocking, you know, the way. But the play is that Batman says, I have a way to save them anyway. I could just do whatever. I'm going to play this game. I'm going to pop this pill deal and then I'll be able to get them. But in the end, he can't. And it well, he didn't seems calculate. crazy. Like, All right, look, I'm going to choose the answer that it's the right answer. Kill them both because that's what's best for the kid. But then loophole time, he's still going to kill these people. But I can see where I'm at right now. They're over there. I have a certain like inches worth of like, you know, reinforced glass, however it works. I got these explosives in my belt. I'm going to throw these. I'm going to start punching up the wall. And I'm Batman. Obviously, I'm going to be breaking through. But apparently, he didn't calculate correctly because even with the explosive and his powerful fists of fury, he's not able to break through and save these pieces of crap before they die. And Batman's going to have a big old sorrowful, angry moment afterwards and throughout <laughs> this issue because he wasn't uh, able to save these pieces of crap. Make me laugh. I mean, I wanted him to do, you know, lethal weapon shooting guns up and stuff like that. But the funny player is you, you could sit there and I. I don't mind Sylvester doing this. I mean, these two are pieces of crap. So when they die, you're like, oh, well, it is is Batman, though. The idea where he miscalculated. That's a weird play, right? It's a weird play that he's like, all right, I think this plexiglass stuff here is this, but I can get through it. Oh, no, I didn't get through it. They're dead. And you're like, oh, well. And then the play here, the progression is. I'd like to see like he's down there. The papers are all flung up. He's like, no, looking at his hands. And then he gets up, brushes himself off, goes, hits the boop, boop. That's the well, Batmobile that gets chapter. in and goes out. He's like, oh, well, I guess this is over. He, he sneaks off. He's like Homer going through the brush. My next case. Get out. Yeah, or he's like, listen, I don't want this to affect my teaching job. He, he yeah. gets out there and just leaves. But yeah, he goes back where it's kind of like he's not going to mention this. Like, this is a big failure to him. So he's not exactly going to bring it up to Dick Grace. Like, and he goes back, hey, Dick, hey, what were you doing, Batman? Exactly talking oh, got to begin the, with. These two people, I kind of got them killed, but eh, they're a piece of crap. But they go back and you end up with this crazy Joker monster bat hybrid teeth thing. I mean, I don't even, the, the thing is horrific. I love where Bruce is just like so serious looking at it. And he's going, I wouldn't even be able to look at this thing, how horrific it is. I mean, he's just there. He's like, teeth and hair. <laughs> like, look at this. And, and actually, this is outside controlled experiment. I'm like, all right. But it does point towards the stem cell research at one Sim-tech point. He, industries. Yeah. At one point, he even gets this little deal and gets this fly and he's ripping apart. And I, it, it got and a that's little the thing about the monster as well, because you have these stem cell s monsters who have had throughout this entire thing, but they're usually jokerized looking people. Now we have a bit that like a tooth that broke off was inside Nightwing where you attracted it and then started growing its own stuff, ate a bat. And then when Bruce feeds a fly to it to see the reaction, it seems like it has a hive mind situation where they knew that it consumed something, even though it was separate from it. So we just have this really elaborate stem cell s monster that we have to stop. And on the meantime, you still have these jokerized stem cell monsters going through where the police watch him go into a like a subway tunnel but it seems after he killed a guy and tore his head off but wherever we are in our main bad guy's lair or whatever we have this situation where you have bodies propped up on a spike this then monster goes with the severed head that he has and puts the like the, the severed head on top of the body so now you're completing the bodies and everybody's standing there in suits and i'm like look I'm not going to say it doesn't look cool. You're not invoking a lot of cool horror stuff right now, but I don't know what you're doing right now with the stem cell monsters. But eventually we'll get to a point where at least we have a motive and stuff like that. And a suspect and the idea of this doctor who was working on this, who wasn't able to save his daughter. And even the idea of blaming, you know, Batman and the Joker and the police for his daughter's death and, and everything. Which that's happens going down. a lot. That's nothing exactly. new. So, but that's okay. Uh, 
And you do have this like weird play because you have this monster and then you see that one eye glowing. We'll end up seeing that at the end with another guy that, you know, you kind of get that that's what's happening anyway. But when you do that and you have this idea of a hive mind and being that first off, I think they point that out because at some point you probably can hurt one and it hurts them all. Like Batman will be able to figure some things out. But can they see what they're seeing all that plus? Bill Murray looks like he got killed. He's like right there. And one of those guys looks like Bill Murray. But you end up where it's it's a horrific scene. It, again, though, it reminds me a lot of times like the Joker getting a bunch of dead bodies and putting them in the theater. You know, you right. have that deal and they're all dressed up like, oh, we got to get the special occasion. But it is that cinematic deal. And I'll, I'll give Sylvester that deal, too. It is a cinematic type of way that this book plays out. It's just that I'm at this point, three issues where I personally just I'm trying to get involved and I'm trying to care about it. I hate to say it like that, but I haven't really gotten anything that grabs me to make me actually care about what is going on. And that's kind of my disconnect of it. It may happen. This is we even looked up because we forgot well, it's seven issues. So that's we the have worst some part time. of the, It's the worst part of the series for me, though, because while we have this. This diabolical plan where this guy wants revenge on Batman, the Joker, and the city police and stuff like that for everything that happened to him, causing him to lose an eye at one point. So now he's just eye patch man, like, you know, old man Snake Plissken here. We know that eventually it's just going to lead to because this guy wants the Joker. He thinks the Joker's a cancer that he needs to cure, even though, like, he hasn't been able to c- come through with this research because he, all he cares about at this point in time is revenge because he lost his daughter. But I just know it has to lead to. The Batman and the Joker, the deadly duo. I just don't want to see Batman and Joker doing deadly duo nonsense for some reason. Like <laughs> at the just, end, they're all fired just, up to do it, Eric. I mean, I'm they're, telling they're you, excited. You have, Batman realizes that he needs the Joker to complete these missions because he went, when he went out on his own before, he got two assholes killed. He's not willing to let that uh, happen again. So now he got he has to take Joker out of his gimp mask he put him in and take him out on a mission where you have Batman and the Joker leap out of the Batplane onto a train for their next mission. I'm like. Do I want that? Do I and, that, in, in and a that's world the thing again. With, with in all a the world. excessive Joker stuff, do I need I know, that right now? But some people must. They they really like this. And I'll give them one thing. And and Sylvester, I think, does a, a good job, decent job. The characters don't seem out of character. The, yeah. the voices that he has, like Alfred, pretty good voice for Alfred, doesn't say a ton. And then when you have Harvey, Harvey Bullock, which we don't get a lot of. I'm still waiting for P.I., you know, the private investigator, him and Gordon stuff. But you end up where. Are you really? Nah, not really. I was joking. But I, I like Harvey, though. And this yeah, voice for fine. Harvey, sarcastic. Yeah, it's it's good. good. I mean, and I think that that's what maybe people are grabbing onto is these characters in a, in a time you even said uh, in a place and time in a here, world in a world where half the characters are written horribly. This actually does a decent job. And I'm talking no, about things like a Tim Drake. You know, stuff like that where people so you go into this, the art's pretty cool. It's just that the story itself, while it's dark, and that's not always my thing either, I just haven't been able to grab onto something that really gets me excited for the story itself. It's getting there though. I will tell you, this issue is getting towards something, but then like you said, then they're jumping out skydiving with the Joker, and then I'm like, All right, well, at, at least we point, have a suspect have now, fun. but yeah. Even in the background, we have a suspect who, by the time he reveals his like eye patch taken off when he's in the mirror, when he realizes somebody hacked the SimTech computer and knows it has to be Bruce Wayne, who was just asking about it, he's like, "You just made the list, <laughs> Wayne." He takes his eye patch <laughs> off and he's that glowing red eye, like all the Joker monstrosities that he has in the subway yeah, tunnels. Yeah. But like, we have all of this stuff building, and I'm wondering, 
why it feels almost disconnected from what we previously had because we didn't have anything with Jim Gordon or Harley in this issue where each issue it's like, well, we're going to cut a bit of Jim Gordon off and send it to the police. And you're right, because that was the tension of it all. That was the idea of we got to get this moving. We got to do it fast because you'd have that, you know, parts going without having that. That does kind of slow the overall pacing in my mind. Uh, But we do get a suspect, even though when we see him right away, I mean, really, he might as well have a sign pointing on this is the villain. And then he goes, and I thought that the funny play, though, was... It might as well be Mr. Sins. Yeah, really. And then with that, Bruce, like, he's not even going to cut corners. Now that's where you get maybe the Bruce deal of the timing. You have to get this done. Because usually Bruce might be a little more subtle than just walk in and talk to this guy at the gravesite of his daughter and say, hey, why weren't you doing this research? I'd really like to know about it. And then breaking into the computer to find out (laughs) later. And and nobody else would be able to do it anyway. And then you're like, okay, it's you. Again, I would hope to think that that might be a little play on Bruce, you know, Batman's deal as well. Now, I will tell you, when they jump out of that plane, holy crap, Batman never skips a leg day. I mean, I'm (laughs) telling you, his leg muscles have leg muscles. I don't know why you think he would. I've never seen anything quite He's like that on a thigh. Holy moly, yeah, really, it isn't. His, his feet swelled up by the salt air. Oh, geez, that's still a problem for me. Uh, but yeah, when they have that talk at the graveyard, again, everything is well done. I think the dialogue, it's just that part kind of slowed things down a little more as well. But you end up having that. And I like that idea, throwing the stem cell research in, and then he gave it up. And the idea that, he this is why it was outlawed, Jim. It makes monsters, apparently. I, well, look Not at because the guy. Of fetuses. I mean, seriously, can you imagine? He's like, hey, we have the Senate committee here. Let's get the Sims guy. And they're like, oh, what yeah. the hell happened to your face? <laughs> get out of here, buddy. Right there, they're like, if stem cells work, you would have done something about that mug of yours. But this I like the evolution. idea. I mean, there's the one thing of, yeah, really, there's the one thing about like a, a Mr. Freeze where until recently, like the Nora thing's never going to really get. But this is revenge for a dead. He's never going to stop or be satisfied because his daughter's dead. He can't bring her back. So he's there. But I love the idea. Jigsaw with stem cell monsters. Exactly, he is. But I do love that play of this guy could have cured cancer, but only wanted to do it for his daughter. And when she got it, it was done. He gave it up. And again, Bruce Wayne coming now and saying I re- maybe he should have like looked into it right away like this is something that might have helped the world but i like when he ends up i don't care if you're the the main shareholder bruce wait i'm like bruce just use your deal and get this into you know the info but they end up doing that. i actually do like that and you end up also where you have bruce and he's thinking about things right he's thinking it out he's like you know what i need to do i need to go and turn off all the cameras and beat the shit out of the joker because he ends up saying turn off the cameras and i do like our brother sir should we do that is alfred just wants to watch this is just some weird ass batman foreplay at this point because batman knows he needs the joker for the next mission he doesn't like it and he goes down to the bat cave he unzips his gimp mask eyes and mouth so the joker can talk and then he beats the ever loving crap out of him like all right now that we're all turned on let's go on our mission joker exactly in my mind what he was doing here is going in and saying okay I'll give you a favor, Joker, if you give me one and beats the crap out of him because he knows he likes it. What a favor. And then he's like, oh, man, what favor do you want? You got to team up with me. I do like when he's in oh, that right he's now. Like, Let's go. This is going to be awesome. 10 four, good buddy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, really? 10-4 indeed. But yeah, he beats the crap out of him. I don't think he skipped tricep day either. Look at this guy. <laughs> but yeah, you have this going on. And again, if you're going to have fun with it. Day. 
No, or Gimp Day or, you know, whatever. At least he brushes his teeth, it looks Gimp like, day. right? Uh, Gimp Day is Thursday is what okay. it is from now on. Everybody celebrate Gimp Day every Thursday. I don't like it. That's when we do well, the spotlight. Usually what it should be is, you know, Tuesday because it's right before Hump Day. But I like it afterwards, Eric. You do the Hump Obviously. Day, then the Gimp Day. Uh, now but yeah, when sub. they go and you have this whole deal where Batman and Joker, I like Joker's jumping out of the plane there. He's still, you know, chained up and shit. Batman's just going to let him plop. Uh, but the big play here is that that Sims, he's there. It's funny when he reveals, he's like, I'll take my eye patch. And I'll, oh, my God, he's the Terminator. But you kind of knew. It is that scene, though, from Terminator 1 when he's looking in the mirror. That's what it looks like. And I, I kind of like it. And I like his look. But, yeah, we'll see what's going on. He has that eye. I'm thinking he could see through the hive mind. So he's kind of controlling them, whatever would be Who the knows? case. But Stem cell monsters. We'll see what happens. It's weird yeah. science. I'm, I'm, I actually, you did it, Eric. I actually I thought maybe, like, maybe we just make up a, you know, hybrid monstrosity army, right? We'll take it on. We'll make, like, there's a, a foot running around that looks like the Joker, a ham you, sandwich. It, it feels like those weird monsters, though, that we had in Tomasi's story and that his detective run, where it turned out to be everybody was killing, you know, Batman's mentors, but it was all a dream machine, fucking nightmare mission he had. Yeah, so by the end, I'm telling you, it's it's getting better, I think, now that it's progressing, but I still need more. I need something to no, hook me, and I haven't gotten it yet, but what would you give this? thing is, I think the book looks great, and we're getting to a story that at least is like engaging enough. It's just something that I don't really care about because it just feels so out of place and inconsequential with what's going on in the DC universe right now, and I really don't need some more Joker stories in today's DC climate. But I'm not minding the story overall because I think it's well told. I just think it could be a little bit more – like it feels overpacked and it has not enough page space to tell all of what's going on because like this issue, we leave out the Harley Quinn, Jim yeah, Gordon Harley stuff, and all Jim that Gordon stuff. stuff. And yeah, we're getting exposition, but I feel like we're leaving other stuff behind to get that exposition. But I'm still going to give it a seven out of ten because yeah, I don't hate that's the story. What I'm giving it. Yeah. I just don't care about the story. Yeah, I almost was going to go up to a seven point five, but then I was started thinking, and one of the problems and timing is something, right? And I'm ready to get. Yeah, really, some people do say that. I end up where I'm looking forward to this dawn of DC. I want to see the new stuff. I want to see what's going on. This is a fun little distraction on the side, but really not fun. I mean, it's horrific. I, if yeah, it's it was terrifying. more, I'm telling you, if it was more like over the top, it's every fun, horror movie trope you've I, ever seen thrown in the one with Batman. I may Joker. have enjoyed it more, but that fits in the original timing of it, where everything was dark in the new 52, when this was kind of getting tossed around and they were going to end up doing it. So it, it's kind of out of place, but it's still okay. I mean, it's something where if people, like I said, are, are starting to bail on Chip Zdarsky's Batman. I, I don't know why people bail on Batman unless it's Tom King, but still, I think that this might be a nice little alternative, but it's not going to sustain you. This is going to be over in seven, and it doesn't mean anything really. So, eh, just we'll go with it. It's selling good, though. So, maybe good. we'll get a bunch of these. Maybe, you know, I'm telling you, 2050, we'll get a, a freaking well, sequel. That's the thing right now. I want to see what's next at DC Comics, and I don't want to deal with stuff that's relegated to the past of DC Comics. And then that's kind of my whole play with the timing. I'm kind of more into seeing the new stuff and, and continuity at this point where people will laugh. There's no continuity. Well, I kind of want to yes, see there, there be continuity and see how that is going on. The real thing that screwed up what people are claiming a continuity right now is that deal of the timelines. Like, this is going to catch up to this, but then that didn't catch up to that. And it's really screwing with people's heads. I found that out today, Eric. But we're going to move to the next book, which is... The Batman Incorporated number four. And we we were digging this a bit. 
I end up this issue, I think, is another down issue. I I think that the idea of getting everybody on board with this book, you need to really show me why I want to read it, why the team is cool. Having them separated, really introducing so many other characters, I think, is a misplay. And it's not selling well either. You have Batman Incorporated. You have Lex Incorporated's Batman Incorporated going on there. So you have all of these characters on top of the mystery of who is Phantom One. In the previous issue, we had the big sit-down explanation of like who Phantom One was as as Ghostmaker's sidekick and how Ghostmaker let him down when he let him, you know, left him to die. And now we have a motive for why Phantom One is going to try to take him down. Not only take the uh, Ghostmaker down, get Clown Hunter to take him down, but also frame him for murder to get the rest of the superhero community on his ass. In this issue. Now we're going to have the Black Mist, the the Batman of Ireland or the Batwoman of Ireland, tell us how she's involved with Phantom One, how she found him on when he was left for dead, raised him back to health, and then got all this. I'm telling you, next issue is going to be about how Phantom One got Lex Luthor's incorporated together to take this on because we have a bunch of extended fight scenes with all these individual characters that if you're new to this, you know nothing about. It's just a bunch of Batman incorporated characters against Lex incorporated characters fighting each other out while the Black Mist sits down and tells us what she knows and how she's incorporated with the Phantom One character and how they're going to take Ghostmaker down. Like we did, It was a stepping stone from the... It was not even a stepping stone. It was just a continuation of the explanation that we spent all last issue that's having my now. Problem. Like So that's all you it's get. It's so weird, right? It, it's weird because, like you said, and when you were saying it, I almost butted in the idea that we already got a motivation for Phantom One. Now then we get the, the motivation of the motivation. It's like all on top. And then you're waiting for, like you said, I'm waiting for somebody else like Jiro to say, wait a second. I do that. Like everybody's just going to have these out of nowhere, but I was doing this, but I saw you doing that. It's one of those things where I thought that we were already set up pretty well to just tell the story. Phantom One was left for dead. I didn't really, I mean, seriously, I know that what Ed Brisson here is doing is he wants to explain how Phantom One survived and how this went, but I don't really think I needed to know that. Well, if it was just somebody it. grabbing him and saving him, because then I'm fine. I, I was fine with the explanation of knowing that he was Ghostmaker's sidekick and the you know, Ghostmaker got tired of him. He too, like he went to like a... Uh, Above his pay grade to try to take out one of Ghostmaker's big bads, end up getting killed in the process. Ghostmaker left him for dead. That is enough for me. But to know that this Irish, uh, like Irish Batman, this Black Mist who we have going on, this Bat Batwoman, yeah, yeah but how she, now we have to find out her backstory because she was just introduced in issue one of this series and how she hated Tommy Tavane because Tommy Tavane. He went and paralyzed her, and then she was sent to prison because the cops in Ireland didn't like it, and then she had to learn, like, fake her death, come out, make cybernetic legs like she was from that TV show Mantis in 1990s, <laughs> but who nobody remembers but you and me. I and remember. she comes out, and then she's like, I'm going to take out that Tommy Tavane, but then I saw the Phantom One, and I nursed him back to health, and I know for a fact that next issue... There's still going to be Ghostmaker versus these, and they're like, wait, before we fight, let me tell you how I got Lex Luthor Incorporated together to help take you down. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Why? Uh, just, yeah, why? Uh, I'll give you the credits now. It is. Oh, I thought the, you did. I'm sorry. Uh, no, Batman Incorporated number four. No, I, I wanted to talk a little and bit before done. it anyway. <laughs> and scene. It is the I Am Teachers part four. It's written by Ed Brisson with art by John Timms, Rex Locus, and Clayton Coles, Eric. Now, when we go That's into right. this, I, I am a John Timms fan. I like his art. I think no, he I think does a good cartoony art type deal, right? I think, though, some points in these fights, because I don't know the characters well enough, I'm still having problems controlling, like, what's going on in the scene. Hey, what's going well, on there? You're hitting you know, there, the there. Fallen Fisher, Hollow Oryx. 
<laughs> like, I actually, I don't know much of anything that really is happening with the Lex characters there. But that's my problem is you have Ed Brisson, who seemingly thinks that we're so tight with our Batman Incorporated team already. Well, you don't know Dark Ranger and Raven Red? Yeah, he can double up the things by introducing these other characters. And really, I think a lot of people are probably just left behind in this thinking. You know, what the hell happened? I mean, I haven't been left behind more than Kirk Cameron in my life like this because Somebody I want to know the team. No, Eric, but we you talk said about Mantis. All the time, but I don't think any, uh, nobody knows that. I know, but I'm <laughs> you like, you say that. So left, I'm just going to throw it out there, We said left behind right? all the time with Kirk Cameron, but I'm like, does anybody remember that either? We say it all the time, though. I'm going to be left behind like Mondays with Garfield. Like Mantis. See, that works. <laughs> I think Mantis was on Sunday or Saturday nights. I'm trying to think. I feel I actually, it was like a Wednesday on UPN. Well, that was after like a couple episodes and then they got shelved. But I know one of my buddies was like really, think, you know, when you have somebody, even yourself, where something yeah. is going to come out, right? And you're like, nobody knows much about it, but this is going to be your thing. And you're like, man, this is going to be awesome. But you really don't know why it you're saying sliders. that or somebody else, right? Yeah. So my one buddy, Joe, was so into this idea of Mantis. He was, so was oh, this is going to be awesome, you know, awesome Mantis. And then it came out. And he's like, I don't know if I really like this, but he had to keep going with it, though. Luckily for Manus, it wasn't that long. It didn't last that long, Manus. It was okay. You had a lot of things going on with that Manus that actually was ahead of its time. But you end up with this, like I said, you end up going to these fights. But I wasn't sitting there thinking like, oh, man, I can't wait to see El Gaucho go against this guy. Or I can't wait to see this. When you go through these fights, I just want to get to Phantom One, Clown Hunter, you know, yeah. and and Ghostmaker and then have the team. I mean, know what ha- what's happening here is you have to have something for the team to do. And it has to be kind of inconsequential overall. And as it turns out, though, our Batman Incorporated under the leadership of Ghostmaker. Well, they ain't shit compared to Lex Incorporated's Batman because they all get taken out by these random like individual Batman, even though everybody's paired up. So we just have them all being gathered up to be taken back for whatever the final countdown is to the main plan that like Black Mist and Phantom One have exactly like Europe. It is like you have. I want to hear. Yeah. So you have these fights. But again, are we that invested in these characters? Because we're not really getting character work either. We're getting the same repeat. Hey, listen, Ghostmaker, he's not what he seems. And these people that you're going after to try to save are actually murderers. They don't deserve to live. We're taking them down. And then we find out. I'm murdering them. Yeah. Yeah, really. (laughs) You know, we're we're taking down those murderers by murdering. But overall, then you get that deal of Phantom One has them as a team, which I kind of got before, but this really solidifies it. I just want to know the thing is, like, we know that Black Mist has been a benefactor of the Phantom One because she raised them, like, raised them, but, like, nursed them back to health after everything went down. So we know that she's able to build cybernetic legs for herself since her spine was paralyzed or severed by Tommy Tavade. So she at least has a little bit scientific know-how. We know the Phantom One knows stuff about Ghostmaker, maybe got some training, maybe even had a bank account where he's like shuffling some funds over there that Ghostmaker didn't know about. I just want to know how Phantom One and Black Mist were able to discover all these Lex Incorporated Batman across the world that are main Batman Incorporated characters with billionaire freaking you know, Ghostmaker leading this team weren't able to find. What I want from this, but I don't. It's weird because we're getting a bunch of these Lex characters. Now they're murdering people. So could they be murdering on Batman murderers. Incorporated now? 
Like, could you well, have them on the team? Dead. I know, but it's still Batman over. That's the thing. I think, but Ghostman, will Ghostmaker trust any of these? Because if we're taking the time with these trust characters. trust the Grey Wolf. I hope that we have this, but he ain't murdering people. He just was doing his deal. I, I just Wasn't wonder what people? the play is. I think he was just there. I mean, in my mind, he was just kind of protecting that one place. People were doing weird stuff. <laughs> no. Remember, they all wanted food and stuff. But that's my problem, though, with this. Is the time we're spending with these other characters, are we going to end up, is this going to pay off? Because what I think the story, the interesting angle in my mind would be, there you have Phantom One, right? He's pissed off he got left for dead because yeah. in his mind, you know, Ghostmaker, though he should know He's Ghostmaker's just, a, you know, over. But it's that you thought I wasn't good enough. Well, look at me. I made a team that's better than yours. And I wouldn't mind them zipping off and no. this being, you know, and, and, the League of the you know, Mutants and stuff it's like a, that. It's to a be weird the situation deal. if that's the case where you have Ghostmaker who constantly wants to be better than Batman and then you have Phantom One who's constantly wants to be better than Ghostmaker. That's the angle that I want. And that's where I was kind of getting it, but not. I want that idea where he ends up saying like, look at all I want to show you is your nonsense. You, I rule, you drool. And look at my team. And then at the end, they zip off and maybe we get them down the line or whatnot. But 1v1, guys. No rematch. I do like the idea, too. I just want to point out that even in this where they seem to randomly go to fights, it is the guys against the guys and the gals against the gals. It just ends up being a coincidence that way, it seems, Eric. But you have that going on. Yeah. Uh, But when you go to see Knight and then you're there and, you know, unfortunately, Wingman got roofied. And Wingman, I want, you know, pull off that mask. Let's see who the hell this is. That's what I want, right? But then even Knight then gets taken down. Like, this is the problem. Most of Batman Incorporated is getting taken down and getting taken away. They're all paired up for the most part. Yeah, fucking Wingman's roofie. We'll call that a foul right there. But they're all being taken out by one member of the other Incorporated. So obviously, you know, Phantom One's team is better. Yeah, they are. And what I and, and again, it's weird and because there's, I was, again, there's a little, there's a little few loopholes where other characters will show up and good to him. But for the most part, it just seems like you know, Phantom One's incorporated is a lot better than the team that we currently have. It's a poor leadership, maybe, but I don't well, know right now. That's I was just gonna say, I want this to be some, but the problem is that Team Lex guys with Phantom One hashtag Phantom One really team, rusty, right? They, they're new to the game. Like they were just created a little bit ago. They shouldn't be that great. Then you have the actual Batman Incorporated. And I really want to play up this idea that unfortunately the way that fan uh, Ghostmaker, now I'm going to get Ghostmaker isn't a real personable guy. He's no. not a great leader because it's all about him. And I want to see that played out more. I think that that's the big play here, but it's so under the surface where, oh my God, and I want Ghostmaker to say that to Phantom One. Listen, I'm not that same guy. I'm sorry. Oh, that's half the reason that that's half the reason that Phantom One's doing this because ultimately our main motivation for all of this, as told by Black Mist, then we saw that you were in Gotham, that you were being lauded as a hero. We knew we couldn't sit back anymore. You had to be stopped. You had to be exposed for the monster you truly are. So mostly, it, mostly it's like we're gonna knock you down a peg, asshole. Yeah, and and I don't mind. I it really though when I start talking about it, it's really reminding me of say joker war era even after tom king's batman run the batman who didn't want to rely on anybody the batman who needed and finally he lets the family in again and then they're able to win i'm expecting it to be that by this but i'm not seeing anybody learning anything or doing anything hey we're we're learning a lot of backstories of characters that were introduced right away we're learning stuff i'm talking about in the book like nobody's like 
A constant monologue. It's like, oh, man, if we weren't separated in the twos, we would have been able to do like nothing's pointing back to Ghostmaker being a bad leader or bad strategy or only caring about himself. I'm telling you, they're just like, F you, Ghostmaker. But yeah, that's all he says. Uh, But I think that the play is, I thought it was okay enough with Clown Hunter, but now it's going to be. How much does Ghostmaker care about, say, Al Gaucho or well, the rest the worst of the part team? Of this whole thing, because the idea of what does Ghostmaker care about, who knows? Because the guy's a psychopath, but it does seem he's on the uptick of actually having emotions for some reason that I hope we get to explore as the series progresses, because that's an interesting situation for what we know about the character. But when you have the situation now, it's like, we're going to expose Ghostmaker for who he is. We're going to get his psychic and tell him what a piece of crap his mentor is. And by the end of this, it's like, all right, guys, we have Black Mist. We have Phantom One and our new protege, Clown Hunter. It's up to you, Clown Hunter. You need to kill Ghostmaker so we can finally be free. I'm like, I don't know enough about Clown Hunter to say what the fuck he's going to do right now because he's a new character. And not like new like the rest, but like he's relatively new still. Well, we don't, we don't know really know much he about He hates him. clowns. I, I know he doesn't like clowns. Uh, that'd be funny if like at the last second, Phantom One's like, what are you going to do? This clown. Oh, no. Here we go. Oh, he triggered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, by the end, I'm, I'm I'm still waiting. And this is four issues in. I still I'm still interested in the book because I want to be see like what's when going Curly on. Here's Pop Goes the Weasel in that one episode of Three Stooges. It's going to go berserk. That was a pretty good one. That That's what he's going to do. And and even in the deal of if, you know, you can end up trusting a Ghostmaker to actually care or like somebody or whatnot. We were talking in the Slack a bit about the difference, like because I said, oh, he's a psychopath. That's just kind of the random thing, you know, generic term. He is oh, more probably a, he, yeah, he's probably more of a sociopath. We have to see what the deal is because a psychopath, they just make up stuff in their head and pretend they care. A sociopath might be able, so we'll see. I mean, I know it's not gonna get that deep, but I do want him to show that he does care a little, but I don't want him to get too much like, oh my god, now he's Batman. We don't need what, another what Batman. I like him because the- he's different. What were we talking about in the last issue that we reviewed on this about the idea there was another character who was doing stuff to remove emotions, wasn't it? Like, what if this is the opposite where he's doing these, like, you know, he's funding some experiments to try to give him emotions, yeah, some kind of brain it, therapy to change like, the way he thinks about things because he wants to care about these things so he can be better than Batman. And and even then, I think that the play here, he might end up, you know, has changed. Yeah. Oh, yes. And he is he wants to be involved for some reason. And he is following Batman's rules for the most part. But I think that we have this where I thought before the progression was a little better here where you're just attacking them and saying, you left me for dead. We're not really seeing much of any sort of character with really Ghostmaker. Ghostmaker in this issue could be a robot. He's really not reacting much. He goes back and then, you know, gets to hear the backstory of yet another character who is pissed. It's the whole idea. I'm pissed off because he's pissed off. But also, I want Tommy Tavane. I'm getting it's getting a little too convoluted in now. this. And we, yeah. we made everybody think that Ghostmaker killed him, got his own team against him, because that's what we're going to do. We're going to knock him down a peg because he's an asshole. Yeah. And this whole deal of taking Ghostmaker, you know, icon, where's Clown Hunter? I need to find him. Like, he really did feel like he cared. He's going to find out I got to help him. And then they go to HQ. And the, the progression of that really threw me off, too. It's HQ like, looks okay, cool as hell, though. Well, yeah, it does from the when they end up going down into it. That is pretty neat. That but he ends up where, yeah, yeah great. there's the box and like he goes and it's like, you can't control us anymore. Ah, oh, Clown Hunter's tracker. I'm thinking that Clown Hunter, this means he's at the North Pole or something like he went on. <laughs> no, no, he's right behind you. Oh, no. And then this yeah. whole play of just getting stabbed. And I thought that that 
progression was a little off. I didn't quite understand what was going on at first. And then all of a sudden we're backstory city. I'm like, I don't want to be in that city. But yeah, as all the rest of Batman Incorporated are loaded up. Yeah, really. So you end up where they're all captured. You end up having this backstory, Black Mist. They're personal. This is personal now. And then at the end, like you always do to screw up your plan, get the new guy to do the job to prove that. I mean, this is might as well. They want him to do the H so that they know that he's on the up and up. Has just sat down and listened to two people's backstories that I didn't care to ask about to begin with. Now, like, all right, now kill your mentor. I don't know enough about Clanhunter to say he will or won't, but I have to assume at this point in time, through hearing these two sob stories, that he's not going to like, fuck, I'm going to kill the guys taking care of me and put me under his wing for a while because you said some stuff to me. Like, it just doesn't seem like that was ever could happen at this point in time because there's not enough. I think now he's going to be crybaby hunter. He's going to turn around, whack right up there. But I, I, I don't. It's weird. I, it just you can't see fandom one like okay let's hug it out now you're on the team but i don't know what you do with them i mean i think that he's just gonna end up getting hurt and limp away and maybe be there in the background i I just don't know because a lot of the stuff that's it is and then you get the deal i learned my lesson i'm gonna be nice now hey everybody hey el gaucho give me a hug but he's gonna have to go save those guys too and you know maybe you have clown hunter then yeah well maybe who knows but by the end i think that we need a little cool. I mean, we really need a, a couple cool down issues where we learn these characters and not just throw all these other characters on top of them. Uh, we know more now about the Black Mist than we do our regular team. And that's a problem in my mind. But there you go. But what would you give this? Ultimately, I think the art looks great. I didn't have any problems with the art, with the progression, stuff like that, tracking what was going down. I actually like John Timms a lot and think it's one of the best aspects of this book. And I like all the characters we're doing here. It's just exposition heavy in ways that doesn't feel natural. And at the end of the day, it's just a lot of battling with like no consequence, really. And Exposition City, like you said, like I still don't mind the series, though. I want to know more. I just don't think it's going in the right direction right now for the story it's being told. So I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to give it a kiss my great six. And where I say some of the art progression, the one point where an El Gaucho is getting electrocuted and Jiro has to come in, I'm like, I don't really get what that was going on. And everything's real close up. And then, like I said, one of the big plays when you get Ghostmaker stabbed through and, oh, my God, it was that. I didn't really even understand what was going on at first. I'm like, oh, shit. Now I see because uh, everything got real close up. I don't really dig that. But it, it, most of the stuff looked pretty good. And I like the character work that that looks I'm, I'm really going to say, though, that the best pairing that we have right now is El Gaucho and Red, or Raven Red, because they were able to take out their Lex Incorporated character and even put up a bit of a fight when the backup showed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, they were pretty good. All the rest like, oh, my God, they got taken down like chumps, Eric, not champs, chumps. Uh, but Hopefully it'll, I don't know, maybe it'll be one of those. And if everybody, if anybody listened to me, you and Brandon, when we started out the Marvel podcast, we had an issue where the first arcs were rough. And maybe this is just one of those where this story kind of gets us going. You want to get Ghostmaker in this certain position, and this is a rough way to get to it, but then we can move on and have something pretty good after it. But like I said, it's a shame because it's not selling and I'm interested in what this book can be, but I, I kind of oh, yeah. want more of the Batman and corporate. I want more of the team, not just clown hunter and ghost maker. So like I said, maybe At this, this point is a means time, that's to what an I end. actually only want. 
Yeah, I just, I yeah, I, I want to see like them doing some stuff and more than anything though, at this point in time. It's the craziest thing to say. I want to know how they have this tracker on Clown Hunter that Ghostmaker finds because this thing looks the size of a mother box. Like, is that a fanny pack he puts it into? Like, where does Clown Hunter keep this thing? That's what I'm saying about the deal. That seems like just a box. He ends up grabbing it out of the thing and he has this little like tracker little, in his hand. I that's think. the thing. I said it's a little chip, but for some reason, I don't know why it's in this big old box <laughs> that they put it into. This is some. And, and again, I say that that's the art problems of what I was having problems with, but that might be more of a description of the scene that you end up John, John Tim's having to go. It looks like a mother box that's floating in you know the air and he grabs this thing out like it's nobody's business. But it was so you think weird. they cut that chip out of Clown Hunter? Maybe. It, look at him. Like everybody seems to have band-aids and shit on him, but he looks pretty good. Maybe so that's, he was there that's where it was. That's how I imagine, actually, this is the progression that I wasn't getting. And it's not because of the art, just how I wasn't thinking about it properly. But all right, what we need to do is we've got to cut this tracker out of you. And I got to put it in this box right now. It's going to block the signal so, you know, clown, uh, Ghostmaker can't find you. And then we're going to go back to your headquarters. And we're going to put this box in a little safe here. I'm going to open the lid a little bit. That's going to send the tracker out there. It's going to lead that guy back here. Just leave the lid open a little bit. Just give it a little air and that tracker signal will get out there. And then Clown Hunter says, wait a second. OK, we're going to cut this out of me. And put it in a box that's three feet from me. Why can't we keep it in? Don't cut my ass. And why can't I just stand there? Because the big big reveal isn't me. I don't have to surprise him. You're surprising him. I stand there. He comes up to me. We hug it out. And then you stab him. Stab him in the back right there. We don't even have to do anything else. Please stop cutting me. And he's like, no, no, no. I really think we got to do it this way. We got to cut you because yeah, that's the plan. He's you like, get cut on a little bit. <laughs> I don't understand your plans here. I don't know. Maybe that'll be the deal. He ends up turning around with that bat, with the batter eggs. And he hits Phantom One. And that's for cutting me for no Apparently reason. in this group, though, this plan. This, this uh, Phantom One Incorporated, whatever you want to call it, they still allow hazing. And I don't go for that. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> they do. Like, Gotta that's get cut not, on if you want to pledge. That, that's trouble. I mean, I told you a bunch of times that my buddy that was I was in the band with, his dad getting into a, uh, I almost said sorority, a fraternity. He uh, had to put a he had to put a jelly bean up his ass and yeah. then walk around a certain amount of time and then take it out and eat it. And yeah. that was his deal. I'm like, so you'd never gotten that fraternity, right? He's like, nope, I'm proud. Sigma Pi. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> see you later. I, I think I actually made the joke where we were sitting there and, you know, my buddy Brian. I actually know. I said, you kiss this guy? And uh, she started laughing. They they liked me here. That was a joke. <laughs> you kiss old butt lips over there? <laughs> you kiss all over there, Mr. Jelly Beans. It's funny, too, when he told us this. He really went through a lot of this deal of almost like a CIA thing. If I tell you this, I'll have to kill. Like, you can't tell anybody. Who am I going to tell? Now I'm telling everybody. everybody. I guess he was right. You don't know that his <laughs> name was McConaughey. Oh, my goodness. I'm in big trouble. Loudmouth Jim Warner can't talk about butt lips over here. You know that me and you have a couple things we're not supposed to tell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, hey you know what I'm telling. Oh, my goodness. I don't want to be dead. Uh, but with all of that, that's the first section. I wonder what people think that is. Oh, but that's that. So, yeah, we're starting out with some sixes. It's all good. We we have, I mean, so many better books later, right? We have two more books. We have a Clunrad book. And I Am Batman, a little penultimate. So we'll be back with that in a little bit. But first, we're going to go off and we have some mail. Mail, check out what you got now. Get your postcards, birthday cards, eBay, all the stock cards. I 
It's time for the mail, as the song says there, Eric. And Which we have funny. two mails. What's that? I'm sorry. I just found out the other day that that's from American Dad. Yeah, yeah. I, I ended I up no at idea. the one point. You ended up thinking that I said, I'm like, that's not me. That's American Dad, but me. Maybe I said at that point it was just Steve. And maybe you didn't understand. I don't know. Like, I, was was. Like, I thought it was like an 80s pop song that I was listening no, to. No, no. It's actually uh, Matt Razor ended up telling me about it. He's like, you got to get that. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. So, yes, that is uh, Steve it from came American on and Dad. I got scared. Like, what am I it, supposed to do? <laughs> you're like, oh, no. Jim's going to fumble something now. Uh, and my ears started burning. And I said to anybody in the room, hey, if you want to get involved in the mail, like <laughs> J-Man and Batman Beyond Mark, all you have to do is email us at weirdsciencedccomics.com uh, or dccomics at gmail.com. It's <laughs> the mail. It's the mail. It is. Oh, my goodness. How many episodes? Here we go. We have uh, J-Man is writing in. And the funny thing is we ended up doing our Patreon spotlight with Flash 790 along with the a big uh, Lazarus Planet Alpha number one. I like it's a number one, Eric. We're never getting a number two, but it's still a number one. But is it a number two? I don't know. You'll have to listen to the show. But when we end you up having this, he, I, I know I already revealed that we did. Uh, but J-Man is writing this in, and I got this. It's such synergy where we get done that podcast. We get done our Patreon-only spotlight show. And I said it was almost two hours. I'm like, okay, you know, that was pretty good. We had some fun with it. I thought we were dropping some knowledge bombs all over the place, right? And then I get this mail. I'm like, oh, my, J-Man is not going to like that episode. He's going to end up being mad at us. But maybe we can come to a common ground after this mail because he says, hey, Jim, what's up, Eric? What's up, J-Man? What's up? I know this is my second email to you this week. Now, he says that I must have missed the first one. So I apologize, J-Man. I'll have to go back and look at that. That'll be next week. I had no idea. But I just finished reading the two most recent issues of The Flash. And I have issues with the latest installment. I was hoping to catch up in anticipation for the One Minute War event. I really enjoyed Flash number 789. And we liked it enough. I think it was our book of the week still. Is that where uh, Mayor Wolf became like a Lord of Order? Yeah. Yeah. And at the end, we thought that maybe it was a little, you know, fudge to get to the One Minute War and stuff like that. But he says it did a good job of resolving events that happened all the way back in issue 782. The art by Passerum was kinetic and exemplary as usual. We got some good Wally family moments, and I liked how Wally saved the day in the end. Too many superhero arcs in either series, in other series, rely too much on either the hero punching his way out of the situation or throwing in some deus ex machina to save the day. Though I think that that's kind of what happened at the end of that. I mean, the idea, you know, going with, oh, it's a Lord of Order, read my mind, see how pure I am. I I think that was a little bit that, but. We still liked it. We did. I said, I think that The Flash, little spoiler alert, I think it's our book of the week again. I think it's three times in a row now that when Flash has come out, it's been the book of the week. Jeremy Adams reminds us to an extent of some of the craziness Wally has been through. Sitting on the Mobius chair, working with Tempest Fugionaut, the Fuge, losing Linda, although no mention of losing his children, not existing, doing the twisted things he did in Heroes in Crisis, which we didn't need a reminder of that, but... Being possessed by something twisted in the future and hurting everyone he loves. Basically, what you're saying, Damon, is we were reminded of all the shit that DC ended up throwing at Wally and his fans, right? But we're getting, it's better now. That's the best part. We get a great two-page spread and lots of great facial expressions. Facial air. From heroes and villains. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with Gabe. 
and other reviewers that issue 789 is an 8 out of 10 or even a 9 out of 10. Did we, I think we might have given it an 8, maybe? Uh, I'm not I sure. I don't either, but if you agree with Gabe, you, you got to get yourself checked. That, that's just just for everybody, right? Ooh, I just want to throw that. <laughs> As for Flash 790, I had a completely different experience. The issue went wrong from the very first page, he says uh-huh. there. We are immediately introduced to some random evil aliens. That's with a question mark. With rather generic character and costume designs. I guess this race is given a name, the Fraction, and a random leader, the Empress, right? Mm -hmm. But we really know nothing about the big bats. Now, I would think that Eric is going to... I mean, J-Man's going to hate Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, really. I think that the (laughs) idea, though, is... J-Man's treading my territory where you're going to say, like, seriously, that's the first couple pages, but he goes on. It is implied throughout the issue that the Fraction's power is to freeze everyone except the Flash characters. You had said during the... I think they were hoping to freeze everybody. Yeah, I I think that it's one of those things that they ended up counting on maybe the Speed Force not being a thing, or these characters are beyond their powers. You know what I mean? If you come in with a power... It's just that the Speed Force, You, we talked about it. When we talked about it, we said maybe it's tapping into something Speed Force itself yeah. and it's doing something we'll have to see. And we don't even see these villains again until the second to last page of the issue. Yet they're making all of these freezing and exploding events happen throughout the issue whilst flying a giant metal mushroom. Or is that a water tower to Earth? We do end up having the long lawn <laughs> chart he said that, that went down. Now, there, there is some things that I think he might bring up. But I will if he doesn't, that people are having problems with as well. And we kind of touched on it a little, but proceeding to the next few pages, we see what's going on with the different Flash family members and their friends while the fraction is plummeting to the ground. My first shock is how visually grating the art is compared to the previous issue. Based on this art, I have come up with one disturbing observation about this new-to-me artist, Roger Cruz, is not no, who you can for a while. call out. He is. He's somebody who did a lot of uh, X-Men stuff. He was a big Marvel guy in the 90s, and it is that 90s style. And oh, that's definitely. Why it I reminds me of like a Joe it. Mad style. You want to hear something, Eric? You say this, you're going to laugh. At points, he got a lot of crap. This is legit for copying that style. They actually thought that I he love was that style. tracing. I tried to copy that yeah. freaking style no, I know. as a teenager. Well, he ended up getting accused of maybe copying you know, that style and tracing and he said no no what it was was he was a big fan and he learned yeah. to draw that way we have this sort of thing like a victor bogdanovich is never going to escape the idea that it looks like he apes greg capullo style but he's still doing his own thing right he's kind of a jerk but he's still doing his own thing see i told you i'm gonna be nice from now on cool. but yeah roger cruz <laughs> i think they're trying to go get that 90s vibe for this i think that but we said when we talked about it we didn't like the art as much as Fernando Pastor and I thought no, the no, stuff it, it out definitely of is costume a step back was because off. of how yeah. much I love that stuff. But I'm also a big fan of Roger Cruz. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm not going to be able to jump out of here and tell you all the stuff that he did at DC, but I recognize the name from DC Comics, and I think I've enjoyed the stuff that he's had because I like this style, even though it is something that I yeah, didn't is. want as much as Fernando Pastor because of how it's much funny. I love that style. He didn't do a ton of DC stuff. When I did look it up, what what he ended up doing a lot is he did. Like I said, a lot of X Men. I've stuff. written the name a lot during reviews. Now, I know it's that it's weird. I think maybe because he he kind of retired for a real long time, then came back, then retired again, and then came back. He keeps kind of doing things, but they grabbed him for this. And he says, "Nor is he someone who you call upon to draw an amazing conclusion to a flash event." But this is more of a you know, start. But still, yeah. you're going to end up with uh, you know this throughout, I guess. But I do think I did look. I think that Passerin does the special. 
that one coming up during Angels yeah. Week uh, this month. So that looks pretty good. I wouldn't mind Cruz's art for the middle issue of a story arc that has gone on far too long or one off standalone issue in between two major story arcs. Unlike Pastor and Cruz's art is very stilted, not kinetic. It feels like all his panels are snapshots, something that we ended up saying about Frederici's art. In the and I think it's more appropriate. For oh, Roger that Cruz did the was field. the artist on the uh, the Robin series that Joshua Williamson was doing. No, that wasn't him. That was somebody else. I think I don't. Well, think this says Robin. Check, like I'm looking yeah, at DC Comics it where it says it right now. So that's yeah. weird. Robin 17, 16, 15. Okay, so he did more. a couple of those. Yeah. I, I didn't even know that he did that uh, because yeah. when I looked up his whole deal about what he 14, did, he was 13, had a, 12, a bit of a deal. Uh, he did a lot of the Robin series. I, I really enjoyed the art of that. Really? I, I didn't think that he did that. But yeah, I, I like that art. So why does and it, it look a little different? he also did an issue of Shadow War. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Well, well, we'll check that out, and then that would be the deal. I, I'm telling you, when I looked up his deal, it didn't look like he's done much at all at the uh, deal. But I am looking. Yeah, Robin, maybe it was. Are you sure it wasn't just the covers? But yeah, I see. He has, he has art for sale, too, and it looks great. I'll also say I ended up looking at the pencils. For this uh, deal as well For the Flash 790 And the pencils look really good And it might be oh, yeah. an idea Because there's two anchors on that 790 It might be because We even said Didn't it seem like it got better as it went on Like by the it end did. of the issue it seemed better And I think that's when a new archer Or archer A new anchor came in the old so, archer. Yeah. And yeah actually I really did like the art In the whole uh, Robin series So I'm glad that you uh, saw that So you end up where uh, now I have to find where we are here. <laughs> so he ends up where he's going on, and he doesn't like Roger Cruz's art. Again, he says it wasn't very kinetic. It feels like all his panels are snapshots, even the flash motion panels. What happened to Jay Garrick's hair in the bar scene? I thought he had brown hair with gray patches. Is it me or does Barry look too young and lanky? Everybody looks a bit young here. Yeah, yeah. It's a style. How, do, how does Barry not run the F out of the restaurant? The F out of the restaurant, Eric. I didn't say the bad word. How does Barry not run the fuck out of the restaurant with Iris when he sees the giant rock and explosion heading for them? I think that he's shocked at what's happening. He doesn't quite know what's going on. But how does every every Flash member see the same giant upside down metal mushroom? Because And that's massive. what some people were talking about. If you do look, some of them only see it coming in through the atmosphere and don't actually see it hit. Like a Max, I think he just sees it in the distance because yeah. it is so big. Others seem to be in... You know, the same city and outside. Bless and whatnot. Her, yeah. yeah, we'll see. So aren't the Flash members in different parts of the Earth? And in some cases, different periods of time, he no. says here. No, they're, they're just there. Are these different mushrooms for different Flash family members? I don't think so. I think that's all there. I think they're all around Central City. Uh, though we did say they might that be coming Barry around different places. Weird, right? but yeah. Definitely, it's coming down right there. Yeah, I did enjoy how the giant mushroom transforms from an upside down mushroom to a Washington monument uh, upon crashing to the ground. DC has got to stop ending cliffhangers with that main hero holding a female, fallen female hero, that. or love interest in his arms. No. They no. Like, no, they could have just shown the injured person, <laughs> person unconscious in the rubble with the hero saying no off panel. I think they wanted that as the well, deal. The other and scene's more dynamic. Th- this isn't spoiling things, I guess. Uh, it isn't, actually. The idea of, you know, at the end, Iris, right? Yeah. DC's playing this really well. I ended up just look. I didn't even look up like, oh, my Iris, whatever. But as I was looking up stuff, because I was trying to figure out how long the thing went, they're being real tight lipped about what actually happened. Like, there's no thing of don't worry, everybody, Iris. They're really pushing the idea 
And this might be troubles here. And I thought, like, okay, well, if you're going to play that cliffhanger game, go all for it. And it seems like they're at least, you know, having it out there looking like, you know, this means something, especially since Iris is not a metahuman. Should Barry even prop her up without knowing if she has any spinal injuries? Now, now we're getting into That's some, a some deal. Uh, somebody give Barry some basic first aid and CPR lessons. You have to imagine. Barry's there to look at chalk drawings and stuff. The drawings. drawings. Yeah, he's there when they're already dead. So he's, I even said, like, does Barry know, like, specifically she's dead because of his work or stuff? But you had, a good, you had a good idea with the deal of having it be, like, uh, the the whole freezing happened right before the deal, and I hope that that is the case. I don't know, because like I said, they're playing the game. I found an article on this event. According to the article, the one-minute war will take place in its entirety through Flash 790, Flash 791, and Flash one-minute war special. Now, he says this, and when I looked up, I Whose think I found the this? same. I think I found the same article where what they were saying was, hey, everybody, get ready for the Flash, you know, one-minute war Flash 790, 791, and One Minute Special, it's completely misleading. That Mm -hmm. is not the case. And what he says then, with a little bit, we get a what's going on and who is the perpetrator and what power does the perpetrator have in this issue. I'm very fearful of how this will unfold and be resolved in the span of one more regular-sized issue and a special-sized one-shot issue. And he says, as much as I hate DC's 80-page and 100-page giants, I don't think we can get a good story before the finish line without a giant 80- to 100-page special. The funny play is when J-Man says this, we're actually going to get that amount of pages, if not more, because this goes on to 796 and that special. So it's seven issues and a special, so that's almost like 100 and some pages extra. So I think that we have to relax. And I can tell... That he's mad because he's like, okay, they didn't introduce these villains. Let's see how long this is. Oh, shit. And if it was, it was two more issues, I would have been kind of upset. I would have been worried myself. But it is a lot more issues. And that was not just from looking it up online. I actually asked Jeremy out. little name drop there, Eric. And he did say that he did end up saying that. It is to 796, a special, and he was hoping that we enjoyed the barbecue. So that was nice, totally right? loved the barbecue. Yeah, so he did like it. Uh, I did have I somebody, and I now. heard somebody today that made me laugh, is the idea that it's a Midwestern barbecue, and damn anybody who says these better be meatless at a Midwestern barbecue. <laughs> I'm not telling like, animal man. I'm telling you, this guy and I, I ended up like, you have to kind of be nice to it, all your yeah. guests, I guess. And it's Animal Man. I mean, seriously. I would have actually had like an option for him, maybe. I don't know. I just like the idea, like you're in the Midwest and you care about how other people feel. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, no, it's neat. They like the steaks and stuff. Yeah, I, like where, you know, yeah. I like the That's idea. Where, That's so. I, I'd be there and I'm eating that like a terrific burger is what they'd yeah. probably be called, right? So I'm eating it and he's like, Hey, you know what? Eventually we'll get this stuff. I'm like, yeah, because it tastes like shit right now. Like he's even almost apologizing right there. He's Michael like, Michael Holt says we'll he'll never this. tell the difference. It's po- it's fine. You know what the weird thing is too is I end up we do that. I end up getting and I'm on you know my deal. I'm getting J Man's email. I'm like, oh no. And then what pops up is a story that Bill Gates ends up that day Thursday reporting that eventually. The meatless burgers and stuff will taste good. I'm like, what's okay. going on here? I'm like, he was almost Mr. Terrific. So yeah, I'm not up, gonna eat them. No, yeah, I I tried. I, I am trying. It's one of those things. They're so expensive. And was the I like that, vegan for a month? 
My buddy uh, Pete ended up turning vegetarian. He's still, I guess. I don't really talk to him, but I heard that's good for him. And uh, the deal, though, is I got those Beyond Burgers. I think that's what I got. Whatever the brand. They taste like oil. Like, I'm talking like, you know, gasoline. I don't know. They smell weird, too. Petrol, it was. Uh, But he says, let's get back to reviews for Flash 790. He's going to throw shade at everybody who liked it. That's us. How can all these reviewers give about as many 8s and 9s to issue 790 as they gave to issue 789? When the issue 789 was clearly a superior issue in all aspects. Um, I think we were around the same score, if not, you know, a little bit. Actually, I know. Now you say that, I think I gave 789 a 9. And I think you ended up giving it like a, an eight or something. And then we ended up giving it a pretty good score, the 790. I'm not going to reveal it. Man. We gave it eight fives. I know uh-huh. many of these reviews are biased and written by people who are probably writing reviews for 20 or more very different comic books and reading said 20 plus book page books in a very short amount of time. I think you're giving them too much credit. But I, at least I can rely on Gabe, the master critic for the Weird Science DC website. You know that he gave that Predator number one a nine out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, to give me a sound unbiased review. Instead, I get something very generic with an 8 out of 10 thrown down at the end of the review. So now he's throwing shade at Gabe, too. Great. He's saying he usually can trust Gabe, and now he can't. He even mentions how good the art is. Jim, sorry if I'm throwing your buddy under the bus. What are you talking about, Eric? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, understand. I understand. <laughs> You're my buddy. I understand. My buddy, wherever he goes, he goes. <laughs> I need that. I understand if you don't want to read this portion. <laughs> I feel like, that's the thing. Is I, uh, we're already there. But I feel somebody has to do some explaining. I looked at the review for issue 789 on the Weird Science website, thinking it was going to be a 9 or a 9.5, and it was also an 8 out of 10. Uh-huh. I, listen, I don't know what those who gave's mind. I'm just saying, from no what we talked about so far, it just doesn't seem like you understood issue number 790 as well as you could have. Oh, my goodness, Eric. Uh, that just is not saying. nice. Well, no, we end up explaining ourselves. Uh, you know, right here, I'll do a little bit of a bullet point deal. We really like seeing the Flash members, right? We like the barbecue enough. We want it more. And actually really like the, seriously, Bart and Wallace together so set up good. my score a bunch. And you end up with a cliffhanger. Because of the idea that you have Iris who's finally like, listen, you better put a ring on this or I'm going to put a ring on you, asshole. And then uh-huh. that happens Which always that constantly point. bitching about. Yeah. And in my mind, something that I didn't say then, and I'll say it now, it almost gives, you know, not that people loved it, but it almost gives Barry now that kind of deal that he'll understand what Wally was thinking before when he didn't have land. Like, it's, it's a crazy deal all around. And it is something where the stakes are pretty high. I mean, you can't cook the steaks at the barbecue, but they're pretty high, Eric, right? Not only is the entirety of the human race at threat right now, it's up to only people with the Speed Force connection to solve it, but you also have to make sure that your person that you love is saved as well, who's already injured. Yes, we were wondering how that was going to play out. We'll see. You know, our scores may go down, up from where we were, depending on what happened, but for a start, for a Here's here's the it's it's again it's going to be like eight issues total or whatever the deal may be and one of them seems to be an oversized special so you end up going and in this you set up the stakes you set up the the players who are involved the Flash family and you get to see some that we don't normally get to see just together stuff like that they're all together we get to see Bart and Wallace which we always wanted Bakers in the and West then, hanging out having a barbecue exactly so then at the end though and Donna you do and Roy end and nobody up else where for some reason that yeah you know, yeah that was weird. 
Uh, you end up, though, when with the stuff with Iris, whether or not it, it ends up being what it looks like or whatnot, it's looking like that to Barry. So yeah. Barry going through this has to do this stuff, but he really has to be there when she gets unfrozen, what's going to happen, how this is going to play out. And normally you'd say, well, she could have him with Mr. Terrific because Mr. No, he's frozen. So you have to remember, like, all this stuff going down. I think it's pretty crazy. So we'll see uh, how that plays out. And but he somehow says because, out of this, we'll also get Daniel West reverse flash come out from wherever he's at. We'll have that connection with Wallace that? West again. I too. don't know, but I want to see that stuff yeah, too. Yeah. Because maybe he'll save the day. Because of the glaring issues I mentioned above and because this is the start of an anticipated, dare I say, dare I say highly anticipated on the flash side of the DC Universe flash event. Nobody highly anticipated. That's they, the thing is, DC I was looking forward to it, it. all. Yeah, DC, though, doesn't push it. So, I, yeah, I was looking forward to both the things. I, he gives it a fuck you five. I wish I had the deal. I don't. He can have it's a kiss my grass five. Uh, boy, that's, that's hard. This is giving me vibes of the horribly executed War for Earth three event. How oh, dare you? dare you? I mean, seriously. <laughs> that I mean, was so that bad. Is bad. Oh, my goodness. As much as I wanted I've to enjoyed, love that so much, too. That's what I anticipated that it sucked. That was going to be your event. And in this, what we said, we actually like the Flash more than the start of the whole uh, Lazarus Planet. A little bit more. Yeah. They were very close, though. As much as I've enjoyed Jeremy Adams' run on the Flash, I would not have let DC publish this issue with my words and story set up based on the published end product. I have trouble believing Adams saw the drawn pages of this issue with or without ink and colors and letters after submitting his initial script. Sorry if I'm getting long-winded. Maybe all of the high winds, fallen trees, flooding, power loss, internet loss, and road sinkholes in California are finally getting to me. Maybe some of those sales are deflated. I don't know, Eric. I don't know. I just didn't like Flash 790 at all. That's all for now. And I, I hope that he ends up listening to the spotlight. And while I don't think yeah. we're going to change his mind completely, I hope that he sees what we're saying and gets a little more excited about it because we were damn excited. I mean, he, like you ended up getting like me he was, fired up. He just wasn't a fan of Roger Cruz's art, ultimately. Yeah, and, and like you said, we, we weren't big. Uh, I didn't like his non-costume faces, and right. I'm telling you. I, made I just think joke. it got better as a progressive. But I'm a fan of Roger Cruz. Uh, together, though. Stuff. But yeah, and, and Joe Midoriya definitely is that style. He ended up getting accused of that. Just so that's your deal. That is your deal. You love that. Uh, sure, but yeah, he didn't say it. He says, keep up the good work, and I'll see you in seven. J-Man from Half Moon Bay. Yeah, it's hard It's hard to really get in and talk about it because we've talked about it for, I think that one we've talked about for at least, you know, 45 minutes or so. So if you want to go and listen to that, like J-Man would, you go over to patreon.com slash weird science and you can listen to all of that and us talking about that issue. And we, it wasn't like we said everything was great. We had some worries as well. Oh, yeah. We wanted to know more about stuff, but that was more when I got done it. And especially when me and you talked about it, I was more in the vein of, man, I want to know more now. And it was, yeah. but it wasn't the, oh man, like J-Man seems pissed about that. Usually I am too, but this one I, I was more intrigued and excited. And then when I did find out, because I'm with J-Man, we didn't know how long it was. We actually didn't look into that. But then when I did look into it and asked Jeremy Adams, then I'm more excited because yeah, yeah, you could have a bit of a slow burn. You don't want to know everything about the villains right away or it's kind of, you know, the mystery's gone. So that's the big play here and how that can work out. But thank you, J-Man. I hope he, I, I really want him to email me back and say, hey, you guys really got me. I loved it, but I huh. didn't get that email yet. And I'm, I'm assuming no. he listened to it already. Probably there he's like grinding his teeth. 
Batman Beyond Mark is next, and he says, Sup, America's Sweetheart, Eric Shan, podcast extraordinaire, Jim Warner. Sup, Mark. Never me first. Did you used to? I know. It drives me nuts every time. I didn't mention it the last time, but he's on my list. I'm like in the deadly duo. You just made the list, pal. Also, uh, you, you ever say sup to people? Is that a thing? Yes. Yeah, so I in bed the other night, and uh, as I do, like, either the showers, you're trying to fall asleep, or I think about every cringy thing I've ever done in my entire life. This is why I have terrible mental health problems right now because of all of this and not being able to stop thinking about it. But I said sup so many times. I remember walking into a party at Lacey Park, just walking through no, sup, Lacey Park, sup, holy crap, sup. yeah. And I'm telling you, you thing is, I was it? almost like bobbing my head like Night at the Roxbury as I looked at other people saying sup, sup, sup. Yeah, and, I'm like, yeah. and I actually thought about this moment. I'm like, oh, this is why people didn't like yeah, you. I- <laughs> I never, I never said sup. I did not say sup, except when they're like, hey, when's sup? I meant supper. I'm starving here, Eric. I'm starving right now as we talk. When am I going to have sup? But uh, one of the things that my buddy Brett would always say, and I laugh because I do write it in reviews occasionally, but never really say it unless I'm joking is, hey, give me a solid. And he would say that <sighs> all the time. I'm solid. like, yeah, hey, yeah, give me a solid. Or man, you, like, you give me a solid, solid there. Oh, yeah, like right. he would use it for everything. And I'd be like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, give you a solid. What, you want to punch in the face? He did. He was kind of like that. He was, on ster- he was on steroids. <laughs> so then he beat the shit out of me. And I'm like, that wasn't a solid. Uh, but he said, there was other things. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I did, never said Calabunga, dude. That, that's something that I just said for the first time. Well, you're not time a goddamn Ninja Turtle. You know, that's true. I don't surf either. I, I'd like to surf at one point, but also never skied in my life. And I never will. I told people that was like well, I start I, now. I drew that line in in the snow, Eric, way back. I said, if I, you know what, if I skied, I would not be here. I would be dead. I would have went off like somehow. I'd just go off the mountain. It'd, it'd be impossible, oh, yeah. but something would have happened, and I would have died. And I said to people because they're like, "Oh man, but you're so athletic, Jim. You're one of the best athletes I've ever met. You're so." <laughs> <laughs> kind of, uh, yeah. no. but they would say like, hey, you know, you're, you're athletic, and I'm like, no, 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 I will get uh, something will happen. I will die. And, I just uh, like to think that you saw Better Off Dead as a kid and thought to yourself for a good solid it Can I do that? Then realize no, and never tried. Here, here's what would happen, right? I would get onto the slope the first time, and we had a ski club in you know in school and stuff. So Those I was the go. rich kids. Yeah, well, again, that's another reason why I didn't go. But say I went. Exactly. So I go there. I get up and they're like, oh, look at you. You better go to the bunny trail. Where's the black diamond? I, I would just, I, that would just be me. I would be like, well, that's the reason that. I never I'm skied sh- too because my, my grandparents were big skiers, kept trying to bring me along stuff. But when I went for the school trip, never got off the bunny slope, was not coordinated enough to do that's it. That's what I'm saying. And, uh, but I would get mad when they go, oh, you didn't go yet. Like you're new. I can tell your bunny. And I'd be like, no, no, no. I've skied a bunny. And I would just go, I, I would, I should slow my roll, Eric, and I would, and I'd end up going to that. I'm hanging in the lodge and I'm playing Golden Axe, and that's all I ever did when we went skiing. Well, at least you went to the slope. I've never been to a slope either. I, it, again, one time I ended up. I told you about this. I was going to that EAS Sports. I think it was called. It sounds like I'm doing the EA Sports. Just, that's all <laughs> I thought about. No, it's something like an outdoor sports shop. And right. I had this idea that I was going to start hiking on my own and sleep in the woods. I, I had okay. this crazy play, right? You were prepared but to be was, homeless. I got you. It was when I was plan. like, but I was in, in good shape at that point. And I wanted to do some stuff like that, maybe mountain climbing eventually. I had some weird ideas then. So I was single there. So I, <laughs> I would go into the shop and these people would see me getting the boots and stuff like that. And they're like, hey, 
do you ever go, you know, snowshoeing? And I'm like, oh, you know, a couple times. I, I never did. But I'm like, oh, and they're so like, well, why? we're going to, we're doing, because I'm an asshole. And then they end up like, hey, we're doing this thing, the, sh- the store. We're doing it this week at Valley Forge. Would you like to come? Now, usually I would be like, no, like, but it's one of those things. I don't like doing things and talking to people. Once they engage me, then I feel like I'm obligated. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. I kind of wasn't going to go. But then I ended up going. They had, and I said, I tried to get out of it. I don't have snowshoes. Oh, we'll, we'll give you the snowshoes. So I get What'd there. What you used last time, asshole? Well, I'm <laughs> That was back when I was a kid. I, I could come up with some. But I end up where I go. We're at Valley Forge Park. And they start going, and the one girl there, one of the ladies says, hey, I hope you can keep up with us. All right, here we go. I ended up, I'm <laughs> telling you, myself there today. was not a muscle that was not pulled in, in my whole body in that. I mean, Snow I showing. was bad. They were running. They were running through all this snow. Why does so anybody want to do that? Eric, I had to end up, because that's when I work with my buddy, Jane Pete, right? I had to take off that week. I had to burn a vacation week. I couldn't walk. I could not get out of bed. I felt okay when I was done. But you know, you worked out oh, a I lot. It's not, the, it's not even the next. It's the day. I, like when yep. I got to the, because this was Saturday. Sunday, I'm like, ooh, yeah. Oh, I can man. Monday, I, I was in Everything is fully basically. tight now. I, oh, I was done. And I ended up like. Calling, hey, I can't, I can't get out of bed. I can't come to work, and I ended up, I had to take a vacation week, just laying there in bed. And you know, at that point, I love to take my vacation week when the Final Fantasy games came out, and I had to burn one. Eric, I was so upset, but yeah, there you go. I ended up doing that nonsense. But back to sup, <laughs> sup, sup. Yeah, This is like old school. Last week, you guys were talking about your longest podcast. This is sure. how things ended up happening that back in the day. <laughs> So I Let did me tell digging. you my life story and yeah, some DC exactly. comics. There we go. I mean, a sup ended up snowshoeing. <laughs> so I did some digging. <laughs> a about, bad time. Yeah, really. So I did the same, some digging, and he found the two longest podcasts. I was going to post them in Slack, but your live reactions will be funnier. Second longest podcast, episode 104 from January 2nd, 2017. Now, there's going to be a deal that's kind of that funny. Year. Really, this month of January and also December of 2016, what were we doing there? I went back to look at these and holy crap, because the second longest is January 2nd at 12 hours, 48 minutes and 29 seconds long. Uh, So, okay, almost a 13 hour uh, podcast. (laughs) We talked about this even last week. Most of that was at one, pretty much it all was one sitting. We had little breaks between, but it's just one sitting that night. And, you know, we went from like 7 p.m. to 7 in the morning, 9 p.m., whatever. There was one time that I had to pee in a bottle, though, as we recorded. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that that might have happened to me a couple times as well. Yeah. Tonight. Tonight, I'm drinking a lot of water. The longest podcast, episode 106. So 104 is the second. What are we doing? Episode 106 from January 17th, 2017. At three, uh, 13 hours, 34 minutes, and 16 seconds long. Well, There's just no reason. Who's listening no. to that? Mark. It seemed like people were. Mark, well, he'll go on and talk about it. But I ended up looking, and at one point, I do think that the, the stat was, like, we ended up having 50-some podcasts in a row. Like, straight up, no in between, because we don't take off, of yeah. 10 hours plus. <laughs> and at least 8 hours plus. Like, I even was going to go, and I thought, 7 hours, that's lame. Like, if I went seven hours, I think we went two, three years in a row. 
You know that I used to like throwing those stats around when people I would know. sit there. I would just wait. Somebody would be like, man, we had a marathon session. This week's podcast is an hour and a half. Huh? That sounds like our intro. Oh, my. Sup. Such a chick. <laughs> Sup, guys. Sup, bitches. Give me a salad and tell me more. Yeah, I like when I I would put that on. Sounds Twitter. like when I used I, to go snowshoeing. I I love when when you end up because you don't put it out there. But I would say seriously, and this is not it's funny. I would go, oh, these people are bragging about having an hour and a half podcast. You're like, I remember when I first started podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you it's the best it response it would, ever. It would always make me laugh. He says, I remember listening to these episodes flying to and from Israel. One, one each flight. That's the thing. He took off, landed in Israel. He was not done these podcasts. That's insane. Nonsense. I, I, I don't know how he did it. I really don't. Thinking back at the idea, and we were pumped up to go. Well, I'm telling like, you, within those five years now, like five to six years that we are, to, my beard is completely gray. So yeah, it took I a think toll, it, it really it did take a toll. It's like when you become president, Eric. Thirty-five to forty. Physically. It just like you know, age fifteen years. Yeah, you thought you hit Plymouth Rock, it hit you back, right? Is that what I you're used to saying? look like a sweet boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I got my license finally renewed, and it, it didn't look good. I'm like, who who <laughs> gave me my father's license? Like, who gave me my... Oh, God, who made me sad? Uh, but yeah, he ended up neither finished by the time we landed in Israel or in the U.S. So back and forth, he ended up listening to some. Hey, that's where we're from. I still get people talk about back in the day and saying that it got him through the work day. And oh, then yeah. they had to carry it over. That was like the best. that's the thing too. Me and you would talk about the idea that when we had a thirteen-hour podcast, we thought that people would. It, oh my god, what are we doing? It's going to take them two weeks to listen. There would be people on Tuesday already. Come outside. Oh, do you have anything else? I'm like, no. We're, I'm still sleeping from that. But <laughs> now, nowadays, I mean, we do still have a lot of stuff, but it's some of the stuff's on Patreon and other stuff yeah. like that. So I think we actually do more podcasting it's just not that one big show which is crazy and people still don't believe it but it's there i ended up tweeting out something again i like to brag about that uh but he says so if anyone wants to listen to old episodes of podcast while traveling internationally there, there you, go. you go batman beyond mark uh thank you a lot thank for you that mark and bringing up sup it's funny sup. too now now the thing is listen we were laughing he says sup and we were laughing at sup now i feel bad <laughs> we were making fun of mark we're just asking if we did it, right? That's what I Constantly. did. Snowshoes. Too much. Snowshoes, Eric. That was, that was probably the dumbest thing that I did, like a physical thing like that. I mean, I'm glad they didn't have like an Everest trip or something. I, I would have been dead. But yeah, there you go. And never skiing. Never, ever. Tanya was talking about it the other day. We should go ski. I'm like, they think we are. The Rockefellers. And also, like, why do we you. need to hurt ourselves in our old age? You want to make sure that we yeah, can't really? move until our time we're 60? I think she's trying to off me. She was so. talking. She was. She, talking. she didn't break it up by saying, "Hey, Sonny Bono, want to go skiing?" Yeah, really. <laughs> God, ah, uh, rest in peace. Too soon. All right, baby. Yeah, ended up where uh, she was talking Bono? about because no, because most people like people like the true crime. There's a lot of these, you know, husband that looks up the weird stuff and then kills the wife. You know what I mean? Like, hey, this one guy I saw that recently, his wife goes missing. They look at his computer, and on the computer. How to dispose how to of a hundred fifteen says how to dispose of a hundred and fifteen pound body. That's what he looked up. And then he's like at, at, then the thing I Honestly, heard like I want to know what he what came up on that research result. Well, yeah, really. Uh and he tried to finagle out of I'm it. Not typing. But but my wife was 110 pounds. There you and go. So he tried to get out of it. So I told that to Tanya, and Tanya's like, Well, 
Like I always say, you don't look up. I'm like, what? What? Where are you always saying this? <laughs> what Stop you always saying here? that. And then she's like, here, drink this. There's a lot. Okay. She, she won't. The funniest play is she will not uh, eat cereal. If I gave her a bowl of cereal, she wouldn't eat it. She would throw it away because all her life, she's convinced all the time that somebody spit in her cereal. Because, you know, it has those bubbles and stuff. When you pour the milk, she thinks that's spit. And I she guess. She's just Even as crazy mom. as you, where you thought those nice old people that across the hall from you in your apartment building when you were a kid were trying to poison you and your brother with poison cookies. I'm alive, aren't I? I bet you they're dead. So there you go. I win. <laughs> they were 100 years old. Yeah, I was telling somebody the one day that at one point, the one guy, one doctor told me that I, like, I, you have the worst attention span that I've ever seen in 30 years. And I swear What's to God, I was, I was proud. I was like, I win. Like, take that, jerks. And then actually I started, like, running around. I didn't even remember what he said. There you go. That's the joke, Eric. Oh, God. But we're going to go off now. That was a pretty long uh, mail section, which I bet you if Mark looked up the mail sections in that long 13-hour podcast, I think, we had, I think we had six. This was crazy. So there you go. Also probably had like seven other segments with other people. It was a crazy time, Eric. It was a I just want to podcast. know how long it took for you to do that email with just dispatch. Yeah, well, that, that one that I flipped out was over an hour, and then I flipped out. He questioned. He questioned my uh, morality. Integrity. I think integrity. Oh my! Yeah, I got mad at that. I yelled at him, and then Tanya said, "You can't put that on the podcast. I'm putting it on the pie." I was so angry. I, I like when no we used to where dispatch. Yeah, you bailed. So I was doing yeah. it myself. At points, we had freaking three <laughs> XL. He was doing the was mail. We had mail robot. Mail robot. We had to do that. Yeah, that was crazy. But we allowed it, and you yelled at me because we did so. Hey, there you go. That is the mail. We're going to go off. We have two more books. We have I Am Batman, Penultimate. And then we have Clone Rad, where maybe we'll get a little idea because all of this whole Lazarus Planet stuff is leading to the Clone Rads. Crazy. And G. Willow Wilson finishing up that. So maybe if you haven't been reading Wonder Woman, you're going to take a little peek in and see how things are. We'll let you know. We'll let you know in just a session in a while. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Loves kisses to himself And he really thinks that tear is Well that's just Eric Shay Looking for a star screen Or maybe a hot cap Spends all his money buying all that crap Well that's just Eric Shay and we're back, Eric. We are back after that long pause there. A little song, a little that dance. Long pause, dance on that caps long and star screams. Pause. Yes, indeed. But here we are. As I said, we have two books, and one of them being the I Am Batman, the penultimate pen issue. Which is weird because I even looked it up. I ended up, I think, because we were talking about it on yeah. the spotlight. Is this, is 18 the last one? Does it go? And it seemed right. But I ended up well, looking up. Thing, I'm like, in my mind, it was either this one or 18, and I hadn't read this issue yet. Once you get to the bottom of the, end of this yeah, one, you, you know there's one more. But even right before I jump in, I'm like, okay, I'm going to look up. Okay, let's look it up. How to dispose of a 115 pub. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> not that one. That's for later. I ended up What's like. in the search history? I put, I am Batman canceled John Ridley. And I thought that this was going to be something that would pop up easily. It only just sent me to the solicit for the 18 that at the bottom finally does say the triumphant you know, ending. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, this really seems to be a book that people were all up in arms with. They didn't seem to. It didn't catch on. 
we said this. Some people it's do really like it, but five G that I wanted to like because I didn't want to like any of five G, all that stuff. But retooled, reworked. I thought that this could be a really cool look at a street level Batman, almost a la like a new version of like a Batman Year One for the stuff that we would tackle, especially when we go to New York. It's just John Ridley wants to deal more about people's privileges than actually tell a story, it seems like. I mean, check your privilege should I just mean, be it, like, it really like the, the graphic novel ominous, like, I am Batman, check your privilege. It should be that, and it ends up where, of course, there's the big joke on South Park, and that's, unfortunately, it's thrown in so much in this that I actually started laughing about it, especially in this issue, when it comes up the most inappropriate time. It's not inappropriate, Who talks but the like most this? weirdest time. When you're you're all angry about something very personal and then start yelling about checking your privilege. But really, it started with Tiff. Then it kind of went. And then everybody. I mean, everybody's running Where's around. Man Ray? Yeah, really. That's and when <laughs> the good you old moved, days. You moved the book to New York and you did have a very good opportunity. Fresh start, Eric. I want to hear Fresh it. Start. Yeah, you had that where, okay, one of the big complaints was, okay, he's not my Batman. Oh, well, exactly. now he isn't. And again, you need the Batman in the title to try to sell it, but people are pushing back against it anyway, that I really wish that they might have rebranded it at that point. Well, I Am Batman's a terrible title. It is. It's terrible. It really is. It'd be funny if all of a sudden we get more crew and it's We Are Batman than like the We Are Robin. I want like Batman, New York Knights, but with a K. Yeah, that would be cool. Is that the whole title? Like it actually says with a K? Because I want that too. I want that. But really in this where, you know, we could sit here and we're going to have one last issue. And we've talked about every issue. So when we go through this, but but boy, we wanted Tiff to become the Robin. But really another thing missing here is Luke. You haven't mentioned in this, but I wanted Luke in. And really all you needed to do, I know that the Batman's the big play, but you could have had him, you know, assume, and I'm talking Jace, assume the role of Batwing. And I think that it would have been given a little more chance by people, and you could have well, went with Luke's that. Not using it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then, then you'd have almost that idea. You could even play the idea that Jace has no idea that Luke was bad. And then you have that kind of interplay where Luke's pissed off, but then he finds out this impersonator is his brother. That'd be pretty cool. But Luke is MIA. Well, we never got that idea with Batman showing up to wonder what the hell is going on with this other Batman. It's just such an odd, weird play, but we'll, we'll get into this. What are the credits here? I am Batman number 17, written by John Ridley, with art by Christian Duce, Eduardo Pansica, Julio Ferreira, Rec, uh, Rex Locus. I wrote Red for some reason, but it's Rex Locus and Troy Pateri. And in this, we find the deep, dark secret of Lucius Fox and how he went and, you know, fooled around with some other person that he was working with when him and, like, uh, Tanya weren't having the greatest times in their wedding. A woman named Elena Aoka, and she's the real biological mother of Jace Fox, and it's deep, dark secret that apparently just, you know, they know, Tam knows, anybody on the internet is going to kidnap Elena Aoka. Everybody knows, except for Jace and Tiff, apparently. And even yeah, Luke yeah. knows. <laughs> yeah, Luke knows. Yeah, no. Is that and why a- he's never looked at me like a real brother because he knows him? I'm like, you're still brothers because Luke's just like the fuck. Yeah, and, and actually, the whole idea of this is, hey, is it that he didn't want to look at me because of this? And I wanted Tam or somebody to say, no, 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 you were a piece of shit. That's asshole. why they weren't looking at you. You killed somebody. I mean, seriously, there's other reasons they didn't like you. But in this, where you have that being the big play, is there anybody, we said Tiff, anybody else likable in this? I mean, you can no, say Tam, but she's problem. not really doing anything. No, I, mean, is, I love Tam Fox. I thought she was really a breakout character in the Red Robin series. Yeah, and you then loved the new 52 done did her, 
and did her dirty, oh, and we've only been dealing time. with the idea of this drug that was put on her, caused her to go into coma, and now she got the, she has to use the crutches, but we have finally gotten to a point where maybe she could be good again, but to find out, though, that she's known this entire time as well for no apparent reason, except for the spouted out here, there's, she's not likable here. Nobody's likable. And I'm telling you, Tiff is the best just because she's an outside of the family right now. Like Luke, he's been a dick every time he shows up in this book too. But Tiff outside, she just wants to do the right thing. Yeah, she talks about checking her privilege a little bit too much in the series. But when she puts on a costume, she doesn't want to be a sidekick, but she's still going to work with Jace, who she knows is Batman. This is fun stuff, and she's not a part of the family drama that we're dealing with. Everybody else who just look like pieces of shit. Yeah, so here's the play here. And I think that at this point, I think what the problem is is more Lucius. And the whole thing, because remember, this book also deals with the Bruce Wayne money that still people say to this day, Lucius stole it. He stole the money. But you never really play around with it that much. But you also have like, just think of this. Lucius has the Wayne money, right? They have all this. Everybody goes off to New York. He stays behind. Is he stepping out, Eric? I don't know. But he stays behind, which also felt odd and weird for a family. Then everybody's always arguing. Jace is a piece of crap. He's upset. He's not likable. I like him as Batman because we're seeing a Batman who's struggling, which is what you kind of get, like you said, a year one, and it's something we don't get often. So I, exactly. I like that. A real Batman without okay. money, even though he has his father giving him the stuff he needs to be a Batman. So you even kind of throw that out the window, but it's still more low-level stuff, which I enjoy. Yeah, well, and when John Ridley goes into this, you have that idea of, that juxtaposition he wants to fight for the common man while he's one of the richest people in new york city and and that kind of goes with batman as well and i i didn't but john ridley ends up getting all the pieces that he has in this puzzle and this fucking puzzle he makes is the most uninteresting most annoying story that you can get out of it he ends up not wanting to write a batman story but yet wants to just yell about checking your privilege to the point where Jace finds out what is going on. These people are saying, this is my mom. That can't be. And you even have his mom say, you're not my son, but I always loved you as a son. Jace's reaction to this is to yell at Lucius as you if he was grooming boss. people. And, and exactly. And I'm telling you, it is so over the top and out of nowhere for how you're supposed to react when you have a bomb dropped on you, when you have to have this social commentary, which is fine and normal. But this is so forced and out of Where place. Where does he get to that point? You, that I is not know. the first point, right? When you first have this happen, two things that I would think in my mind that I would be really pissed at. And I'm not a nice guy, <laughs> but I, I, would be, I would be mad at what Lucius did to what I thought was my mom, the yeah. cheating deal. And I All would be lying, mad. And I'd be mad that everybody knew it. That would be exactly. it. I mean, I would be. at me behind my back, calling me the bastard. You know, maybe down the line when you cool off, you start Call thinking me of Jay things Snow. or whatever. Yeah, really. And so, <laughs> so when you get this, and the first thing that comes out of Jay's like, what? What's going on? You, you were her boss, and you took advantage you took of advantage. your situation wow. and your privilege. Where I'm you, just sitting there, I'm like, out of? Well, I'm all about drama. I want this bomb to go off because I love rubberneck and seeing all this stuff go down. But <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, and then, you know. And that's not even the worst of it, too, because like we talked about in the beginning of this, there's no likable characters. Even after this bomb is dropped and Jace has the most illogical reaction ever, he goes off to have some thinking time and he calls up Hedaya. And Hedaya's like, I hear on the news that this immoral authority is kidnapping your mother. She's not my mother. Well, she is. But you know what? I can't talk right now. You don't have time for me anyway. Isn't that what you told me? Click. I'm like, Fuck. You called me asshole. <laughs> I'm telling you, this nonsense of 
hey, we have two more issues. We talked about at one point where Keith Giffen, we laugh because he'll have some series threshold. He'll burn the shit big down one. the ground he'll by the earth. shit down. So he's like, listen, DC, you don't like what I did and you're canceling it? Well, I'm never going to let. It's a weird play. It's like shooting yourself in the foot. But he says, I'm going to tear down all these characters so they'll never come back, right? So he does that, has fun with it. This is the end of this is like, let's make everybody pieces of shit. Let's end up making everybody, you know what? Because, again, think of all the hurdles this book had to go through. Even the idea that out of nowhere, Tim is now Jason. We're like, what the fuck is this? Like the whole deal. And then you get to this and these, this, this issue, penultimate. You're like, what are you mad? This is nonsense. It was driving me nuts reading this. I just wanted to have, you know, at this point, Jace is kind of getting a little handle of what he's doing, and Kip ends up getting involved, and he has to protect her, and they go up for But we know, fucking spent too games. much time doing bullshit. We didn't get to the stuff that anybody wanted to read about, and now that we are here, we have to fast forward through everything, so when we get to the idea, the moral authority, which nobody wants to bring up, that a little girl called the Seer is the one that put these people together, but nobody cares about that anymore, but we just have the moral authority here. They're going to take it back to the people by killing people that, you know, and even their motives, like, we're going to kill people to prove how much of a piece of shit Lucius Fox is. I'm like, I don't know if you really proving point but you also have lucius fox there hey you're gonna pay the ransom fuck no i'm not gonna negotiate with terrorists go fuck yourself so you have these weird situations where you have the secrets everybody knows about jace's past except for jace and then you have the idea at the end like well how well it's just what we're doing but then at the end when you have hedaya she's been given the cold shoulder given jace the cold shoulder previously but now it's like you know what i know renee montoya you saw us having lunch for one panel so obviously we have a background I know that Jace is Batman for no reason given in this book, and I'm going to show up with a question mask and call myself nobody to save the day. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> really? What the fuck's going on? I laugh where I had said at one point, because we were debating, how is this moral th- How are they getting the info about Jace and even, you know, Lucius? And I really thought that it might have been Vol. So when Vol is there and he gets the call from Hedaya, and he goes, oh, I'm just out getting coffee. I, I actually, know. So for some reason, I thought that it was one of those, like, Oh, he is sus because he's like, oh, wait, he's lying because she yeah. does. Oh, but then she says, I know. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I can't even get a point. I knew that she's what's going Batman. on. Huh? Yeah. I, what, what? Like all this time, you, this is when you're just going to say. I don't think it's. It, it's Only not Batman too hangs up on you on the phone like that. I mean, it, don't you know that? No, right? the thing is, it's not too ter- terrible because if you've been reading the series, I'm telling you, it's not in your face, not as well exposed. No, but, I she like has it, but been... she's, she's not dumb as shit, but she has, you know, Jace, Jace out of nowhere, you know, the. I don't even know what Jace is supposed to do working for Fox Tech, but he's just some guy who's like has a past that she used to like you know, do combat stuff with Lady Shiva in the fucking jungles for some reason. But when he comes to you with all of these serial killer photos and wants to know what you know about it, maybe you can start thinking about what's going on, especially then when the Batman takes him down. Go back to the deadly duo. It's like Bruce Wayne at the graveyard going, hey, yeah. uh, what's up with that research you're doing? And then later on, he just taps into the rift. So, yeah, it makes it makes enough sense. I just think Great. that she's on the phone. And she's like, I need to talk in. Jace goes and, and hangs up. And she goes, man, he just disappeared. Just like Batman. Like Batman. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm his Jim Gordon. But even in this whole series, and here's, I, I hate to say the idea that, boy, you know, I wish this went longer because we had. What I wish it went longer issues. with a direction. I wish, yeah. And because I was even going to say, I wanted more of Chubbs and Whitaker. I mean, at the one point, Whitaker's dad storms off, and I said he was on drugs. Or so I don't know. Well, I don't think that'll be resolved. And Chubb, we like these characters. What's Whitaker he doing? He never got around to do anything <laughs> with no. them. Be- and you can't say, like, I could just see John Ridley going, well, I didn't have enough time. You had plenty of time. 
you were meandering about with this check your privilege nonsense. Well, not only that, that just but we seems had the, like a joke. We had the digital of the next Batman series to even lead into this. We had I Am Batman number zero, I think, and even the continuation of this. We had all of this stuff to deal with Chase Fox and all like the social commentary was just forced down your throat with no real story to be added except for what he wanted to talk about, getting you know this commentary out there. And I'm like, that's not the way you tell a story. You're a writer. You know how to tell a story, but do it better than this because I know you have things you want to say. Add a little bit of subtext. Don't throw it in my face and, and then like, not worry about anything else. And again, we're talking about this. If you haven't listened to us talk about this series, we've been one of the biggest defenders of it. I really do think that that's the case. We've really given I've it a lot to really of, like it. Yeah, and we've given a lot of opportunity. Now, what I will give you here with that idea of Jace. Oh, man, you didn't check your privilege, Dad. You and It shows you because usually when a book ends like this, hey, you're going to get 18 issues and you have to force you're forcing you know what story you had to finish up usually it would be the superheroing and stuff but oh i wanted to do that but yet what he's forcing in is weird situations of yelling check your privilege and being an asshole so that's what he had the whole time that's all this is and luckily if it wasn't for tiff boy this book i don't even know what it would be because well, even she when you have your... gives this like hope that they Agreed. had something right and i always there report is a to tiff yeah, and even though you have to force it, I still think, I mean, when you look at her, legitimately, it looks like she just got off the playground from third grade, and you end up where she comes in, and nobody bats an eye of, like, one line of saying, you know, Gotham, go, home, a Robin. go home, little girl. Not all of them are. They're in New York City. Just the idea that this girl they would say, hey, you know, go home, little girl. I'm telling you, they even say it's Damien at points, like, hey, little boy. Yeah, they get their ass kicked then. They have a footprint of a shoe in their face then. But you end up where nobody even bets tonight. They're these hard criminals. Oh, my God, we're going to do this. And you end up with, all right, it's two against thing. I'm like, this is a well, see, even the a idea, girl. Like we talked about in um, Batman Incorporated, the idea of knocking down like a ghost maker, a peg and stuff like that. When you have the moral authority and the leader here, it's like he's giving us a little wrap up, but you think I'm making this crap up? Lucius Fox is an entitled pig. He didn't give a shit about that woman or the child he had with her. Money, power, control. That's all that matters to people like him. I'm sitting here. So you're going to knock him down a peg by murdering this woman that you seem to have your main motivation of why you're doing this to Lucius Fox? Like, she's a victim as well from Lucius if you're trying to avenge now by murdering her. Like, he thinks because he's the moral authority, you know, you get the idea. It's a little wacko, and he thinks he's the big deal. But it almost feels like he thinks that he's going to be, like, commended. Like, oh, yeah, you showed them while this lady dies. And so it has to be the connection and that personal deal. So you end up with Jace, but he doesn't seem to care that much. And even when you end up where they're fighting, now you have to push the idea where the moral authority is what you're gonna fight for something you don't believe in for this piece of crap guy? <laughs> like, oh, here we go. I'm like, Lord, just start fighting, please. Do Which something. is the worst part about this because when you actually have Tiff show up, because it doesn't seem like Jace is gonna be in this fight at all for his brooding and being all sad about yeah, sh- Tiff would not die checking if, privilege. If he didn't show up, yeah. Tiff is gonna go out here and take on the moral authority with the back of a Chubbs and Whitaker and the whole like strike force bad if they're still calling it that but that then jays does show up but you have the situation where you're taking on these bad guys this army of you know moral authority figures and then you see more show up and i actually wanted to see the scene now like you think you could take on five against two you might be able to win, but we have a whole army and then this run and had the crap kicked out of him. i wanted to see these two actually you know take on all of these people by themselves and show us because like yes tips a little green but she shows that she can do something jace is 
is a merc. I'm telling you, he's been taking people out all across the world. He's the goddamn Batman of New York right now. And want to see him put up another a better fight to the point where it doesn't take Hidea showing up in a question mask saying, I'm nobody. And she's going to be the freaking thing to save the day. I'm like, come on. I know she's a badass. She fucking, you know, trained with uh, Jace and Lady Shiva and Vol and all of them. She can handle herself as well. But I don't need a question knockoff to add another thing to this whole thing because you're already going to see that Jace is a knockoff Batman. I don't need a knockoff question in New York as well. She's going to kick ass in high heels. I just want to mention that. She's got high heels heels on. Yeah, she's got high heels on. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Another thing I don't like is that we already have two characters in DC Universe called Nobody. You know, Morgan Ducard and his daughter Maya Ducard, who are the son and granddaughter of which Andre goes Ducard. well into Robin, Damian yeah, Wayne, we which then you have it. Tiff here as well. I I thought there was two things that I would have liked. One that you could have easily had in this issue. Another thing that if you would have set up this right, screw Hadea. I don't need high heel question. Come in, Nobody. This would have been the point where oh look, you only have you two. Nobody cares. Luke Fox's Batwing comes through that door and says, "Let's do this." And you have the family fighting together. Now, this would have to have been affair. this would have to have been set up going. You can't just have it out of nowhere. But he never said no or nobody. You end up where he didn't set it up. But boy, that would have got me fired up. The idea that Luke there has the, his at least tip. He's going to join in, but it's one of those family things where you think the family's all divided. Now they're going to fight it out, and then let's see what happens after that. The other thing that I wanted. Is that you end up where Tiff does go to Vol and is is talking? Hey, I know it's funny. Vol is his head spinning at What's points. Going everybody on? knows, right? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Then Worst kept secret I, in New York. I wanted her because then you have a break. You have Chubb and you do go back to Tiff. But skip that. End up where you know you get the things. She goes off to Vol, and when she shows up, then she is geared up. In a way that Vol, so now she has real equipment. She has real things now. Almost like when Arsenal showed up to go save Jason Todd in that New 52. With all of that stuff going on, that was so badass. guns. I wanted this to be that reveal. There's Tiff. Yeah, that's nice, that little suit she made, whatnot. But when she shows up for this fight to go to, she's got a proper robin suit of hers whatever her name would be and maybe even have a name go and i'm like and that okay, better be that's in the next issue we need a name for tip that's what i need from the end of the series if anything Ball. else Ball ends up just like oh that's cool see you later cool. <laughs> i wanted some tech i want a little some, girl I, and again <laughs> this killed, be, uh, the idea where she's about to go in she's got this new get up and gear she's about to go in and jace comes right behind her and says hey Ball, do that uh, yeah I'm going to talk to him after this, but let's go. And uh, again, this would be that whole deal where, and then if he did talk to Ball or he talked to him, then Ball would say, she was going to do this. I needed to make sure she was safe. She's like a sister to me. Get back Look, to the freaking family she's, here. It's she's what like a sister be. to me. Yeah, yeah. That's what he said. She's like but a even, sister to me. Ball. But even the idea when we do have this, because you have Jace Fox in a legitimate bat suit that Lucius and Ball built and stuff along those lines with all the money in the world that you could ever use to build a bat suit for what Jace needed. But Tiff shows up. She's essentially in a tracksuit and a freaking beanie. <laughs> That's what I'm Give her something. You have to have something. It would even be funny if he's like, well, I kind of like, all of a sudden you end up where Vol, wouldn't it be? Because we don't get shit with Vol. I no. said he's not a piece of shit because we don't know enough. Wouldn't it be funny if we see that Vol's like, I knew this day was going to come. I mean, <laughs> I could see it from the mile away. I've been working on this. Let me show you. And even have that where you don't actually see the reveal. And then when she shows up, she has that gear on. I'd be like, that's what I want. I want Tiff. I don't need her in a tracksuit and a crazy, you know, a I don't know. 
a beanie and a chameleon like goggle. I don't know. Thing. It kind of looks like you know Toby Maguire's first like Spider Man costume or something along those lines. You know, you're going against these guys. You need a little more. I would have liked that. I would have thought that was cool. And then you could actually have some cool tech as she's going, and even have her then save some things. But yeah, exactly. Give her something to give her an edge. Yeah, that's that's what I needed. I didn't need Hidea to come in as nobody. To be the thing, because, you know, that, that's not what we need. <laughs> Tell me, it just, it, it kind of sucked. It really did. And then at the end, I'm like, all right, here we go. And that's, it, do you need, just the idea, people, I don't need another Batman. This is bullshit. And then at the end, you just give them another question. Like, have so you I'm read saying, the room Don't do that. Are you illiterate in room reading? Uh, you know, Mr. Ridley. Who's, you know, a guy can write a script and He's stuff like that. He's a yeah, damn right he is. But yet this and I read that Black Panther, both are just terrible. I don't know. Maybe he's lost it or maybe he never had it. And it's just comics aren't his thing. I don't. But yeah, this maybe it's just the medium. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's the deal. He's not. But you know what is good? The art in this book. I love the way that this book looks throughout, even though we're dealing with a lot of people standing around and being pieces of shit that I don't want to be pieces of shit. But I'm telling you, the art through all this, the action, everything, even when we have I'm nobody show up, you know, nobody character of Hidea show up in her. She looks great. I just don't need it. And I think the story is lacking overall. And I need the characters to have actual responses that people would instead of having the social commentary that feels out of place in your face and not needed for a book that could have been really good. Otherwise, if you just use a little bit of subtext instead of just throwing it out there. But because of this, I'm giving it a five out of ten. Yeah, I, I'm giving chicken strips. And that's with the great art, and I agree. The the thing that amazes me, three artists on this, Eric, and it looks pretty seamless and looks really, really good. It really does. And, yeah, get some, some more books with these guys on it because, yeah, everything looks really great. And, and, again, I appreciate when you end up having the action scenes, they pull it out for old Jimmy Boy here. I have problems, Eric, and it's really good. And <laughs> Not you, too many close-ups, well, please. Again, I don't need the close-ups. Yeah, the peepers ain't what they used to be. They, no, and when they do this, though, actually, it works out. Sometimes is what I get upset about is you don't see the scope of the fight. You see it here. You see that they're in big trouble. There's too many people for them to fight off, and then it's just a pile. Dog so, pile. Yeah, it's a dog pile at the end, so you're worried, and that is a cool cliffhanger, and then you get the nobody clip and, and like you I'm said saying, it's so funny the cliffhanger's nobody but the one before that's fine <laughs> when you get the the cliffhanger of nobody it is one of those like you're like oh man that's the stupidest thing i man it looks cool <laughs> yeah. i'm sitting there i'm like that looks really neat that's cool i'm looking at the whole deal the high heels right doing your ass like yeah we, we saw hidea and renee montoya have lunch one time for a few panels so obviously she's got a question mask you can put on obviously eric you, you know who else kicks ass in high heels that would be black pink eric but we're gonna move on to right. the next deal just wanted to let you know that they have a, a new band coming up a new uh younger band that's called Baby Monster. I really think that you would like their logo. I'd have to show it to you. You dig, uh, you dig it the most. I dig it the most. Wonder Woman number 795 is next. Eric already said that he thinks it's the best book that's come out in the last three years. I don't think I said that. Well, you actually said that Tim Drake. You're like, written by Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad. Michael Conrad. Eric. And art by Amon K. Noaplan, uh, Tamra Bondalon, Pat Rousseau, actually. I think isn't Pepper so the one who made us uh, yes. put letters? <laughs> I give him all the credit. Sure that we no longer that. do. Yeah, yeah, he ended up winning. And also on the site, at one point we weren't including the letter in on the yep. art deal, and he, he gave us some shit, and we've done it since, Eric. So I, I have to give him a lot of credit for standing up for him and all those other letters around. But here we have did Wonder it. Woman, and I said earlier this is 
starting the story that will continue and be the ending for Lazarus Planet. You know, we've already started. It really ends up being, I mean, it's American gods. It's one of those things that we have a lot where it's the mentioned. The gods are pissed the gods, off. They're not, yeah. they're, the people don't remember them no more. They don't have the power. They're going to die off. What's the world going to be like without the gods? We've got to make them remember the gods once again. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sitting there and Classic Eros. Eros. Is, Eros yeah, really. I mean, you sound just like him. Eros is telling him that, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, really? Because I think they've forgotten about you a long time before now. I'd almost venture yeah, to say that. Yeah, but now it really hurts. I, I'm, I'm almost saying that they they care more about you now i mean they're now they like, worship at the altar of technology they don't give a shit about us they worship at the altar of almighty dollar they are i i'm sitting there they're so glad that the god of war series came out they're like at least they know something going on like well, that's gonna juice us up for a little a while this, now this this whole deal trying to finagle the milk part because you you'll never be able to convince me that that was originally the story Absolutely that was going to end up going that was something that they ended up doing and in that my mind sake, none of it works out into this but they're going to try to finagle it but whatever yeah and i think that maybe what happened they had this villain's ink they had the milk thing it might not have been going so great which it wasn't and then they got word oh we're going to do this down the line so you have to extend that part of it because Woman. it did seem extended and then you yeah. get to this you don't understand that people forgot the gods. So, so Grandmama Hera, she's all like, we got to get Dr. Cycle, a bunch of villains to start making milk so men will drink and hate women. And eventually, maybe that'll make them think of the gods again. But, you know, it's just a test run. Didn't really work out. So we're scrapping <laughs> that. We're going to do some other stuff. Yes, thank you, Eros. Uh, yeah, Eros, uh, really, do you think that was a great play, Eros? I'm asking you now. Do you think that really you can connect <laughs> who, these, Eros? Who, who, who's am I to say? It's what Grandmama wanted. I'm just here for the rides. I love the idea that he says, <laughs> yeah, that milk extra. That was a test run. A test run for what? You know, the men taste the women's. They think of all Greek gods, obviously. Seriously, Eros, why does why are you equating hating women to hey, loving Grandma the Moss. gods when <sighs> the god that you want them to love is a woman? I don't get it, Eros. Look, Tell I don't me know if it's her idea. Deimos Phobo started talking about. She picked up on it. She's like, hey, they, they've been wrong before, but they've been right sometimes. We might as well go with this milk and Dr. Psycho things. Seriously, Eros, what is Zeus doing when all this is going on? Hey, what, is granddaddy, he, he's busy. Uh, yeah, what's granddaddy doing? He's, he's busy, is he? He's whoring around like granddaddies do. Okay, well, that does make sense. Now, that is right on Eros, is in my mind. And what you end up having here, Eros, is you end up having his long-lost love, your Force. <laughs> Hey there, baby uh, because, girl. Yeah, because remember, Yara Fleur, you are in love with Yara Fleur still, right, Eros? Oh, my God, she gets me going every each day. Isn't it just that you got pricked by your own arrow, or do you really hey, have feelings someone's going to get pricked. <laughs> oh, my God, now we have sexy Shay in town. Uh, this is sexy yeah, Eros, what are you talking about? So sexy Eros shows up, and he ends up... My Greek is impeccable. Kind of, and he ends up where... He's there to love the Yara floor, but he's talking shit on one of them. Can't get this bitch out my mind. It really all comes down to the idea. Gotta put a ring on it, Eros. Keep saying this. The needs to be praised, and they don't know what to do, so they make a milk. But now now it's just a fight. I can't even even talk now. Now, Eros, why would you show up as a statue? Rock hard, Jimmy boy. Rock hard. But you're just there anyway when the statue gets destroyed. Why well, didn't you just thing. come it's at yourself? It's been a little while since me and the Yara Force seen each other, and I thought maybe make myself a little bit bigger, a little bit more imposing. She's going to be like, oh, baby, why did I ever leave that man's? <laughs> so that's, I actually get the idea that that is true, Eros, because you do want to look imposing. Oh, yeah. Why aren't you so, trying to get Wonder Woman? Like, why aren't you trying to get her? 
like to love you as well. You're just going that's with the, the art form. I think that you're missing about out. My cousin there. Okay, well that is true, but I didn't know how you play that on you know. Olympus. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you, you hey, guys hey. are a little. Sus. What do you think this is Jersey? <laughs> Eros, you, you tell me what goes on here because then you end up having. Wonder Woman wants to know the truth, so she yells, Ola. Okay, baby, I guess you could tie me up and ask me a few questions. I might want to tell you some things. You're going to get tied up, and you do have a little joke here. I, I, I do commend you, Eros, for giving the golden perfect the idea. Then Yara forces, how many names does this have? And then Wonder Woman says, well, we have different names for different uses. Why does that mean the golden perfect tells the truth? But you were always going to tell the truth anyway, right? What do I got to hide? I'm a big ass statue man right now. That's the play here, and I do think that it goes Rock on. Rock hard, I'm, Jimmy boy. I Rock hard. So, well, sorry for you because they have you tied up for a while, but yet you're you're telling the truth. You're actually telling yeah. the truth right away. What do I Why? Got to hide? Are, I mean, and seriously, they have more of an issue with Hera. Maybe they should have tried to do something, but then you can't get out of your own way and step on Wonder Woman. Why did you do that? Why did you kick her down <laughs> hey, and the try thing to is, pull squash her? You got to understand, I'm trying to keep these bitches busy while Hyperion <laughs> shows up, start blowing fire horns and doing shit imposing all over Washington, D.C. So uh, I'm not going to ask you to quite explain Hyperion and the blowing the fire horn. <laughs> Thank but, God. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like it. But actually, that gives the other. Do you know much about the Steve Trevor? Or maybe the, you know, body bear over there? What's he got that I ain't got? It's Eros, huh? Are, are you a little pissed, too, that Ziggy is there? Who really Ziggy, doesn't have much guy? to do here. Is he going to stab Hyperion with a sword, slide down a little bit, maybe have some quips. You might not know him much, but if he we does get, get killed, he'll be right off there. And, I, and also, I just I just want to ask you, too, just seriously. I, I'm not even joking now, Eros. Hey, who's I being love, not serious? I'm so glad that I'm talking to Eros here. You, you keep mentioning the idea... That you have to get worship because the gods might die. Weren't you dead like three months ago? Weren't, wasn't all of Olympus dead? And then Wonder Woman, brother, like, why is this? Hey, keeping hey, a thing? hey! What have you done for me lately, baby? Why are we so concerned about in the DC universe? Why magic is always wonky and the gods are always dying? I mean, seriously, well, Grandma, she's a fickle fiend. She is. She's gonna get what she wants. And Eros, he's just here to play along because that's my Latin life, you know. Well, that is true. I also want to ask you why, back in Yara Flores' book, when you're supposed to be this great archer, how did you miss her? When you shot at her, and then your own Bad self. Art, Jimmy boy, don't blame arrows for this. I never miss. Bullseye, they called me, but it was copyrighted, apparently. I did. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you end up where they find out from you, Eros, that, yes, the plan is Hera is going to end up doing something here to make everybody worship the gods. Well, I that's don't the worst get part about happened. this. Because, oh, my God, Eric, you're back. Yeah, I'm back. I had to go to the bathroom. I'm back a little bit. Well, Eros was here. I don't know if you realize this. He went this. to the bathroom was- now. He kind of seemed like he might be canceled, this guy. I, he better watch. I know that they run by What's different he care rules. About? He's a Greek god. I know. But if you're immortal and get canceled, that's immortal canceling. I don't know that oh, yeah, he can deal terrible. with that. But, yeah, what's the actual plan here? I don't know, because you have Hyperion going around just kick, like, kicking ass, taking names, while the rest of our checkmate is trying to take them da- take it down. But at the end, it's just like, all right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be arrow, so I'm going to shoot another arrow, and it's going to cause all this love dust to go down. And for some reason, it's going to equate to a love bomb, which is going to make everybody love Wonder Woman, which then somehow in the next issue, so or wherever we're going with the series, is going to make people love the gods as well. Yeah, yeah, and it, but it's a weird play. It kind of jumps through things. Now, I, I was just thinking you said checkmate. Uh, what did Steve Irwin say when he got dinner at the end? Nothing, Eric. He's dead. Uh, that's too soon. Wow. Checkmate. Jeez. I don't think Eris is getting canceled. 
I don't know why I had to do Steve Irwin. Let me do that again. What does Queen Elizabeth say when she's done eating dinner? (laughs) Ah, But you go through this all, and this is going on. And yeah, you have these fights going, which is okay. I mean, everybody has something to do. That's something. Well, that's the thing. Is, the majority of this, this issue is a big ass fight. You have Wonder Woman and Wonder Girl taking on arrows, two forms of him. While you have the rest of Checkmate with besides for Cheetah, because even though she's the most interesting part about this book in my mind, she is left behind as Steve Trevor Man, and Ziggy. She's not even just left behind. She ends up feeling weird in this. They, it does. they were it's, actually they had a good voice for Cheetah. Up until this point, now they just borrow a bike while Steve also has a, his cast on running around. I don't know, but you know, it's that's just like, all right, we got a fight on two fronts. And the thing is about this, while there's not a lot going on because of the idea that trying to finagle the milk extra into the story and moving on to the love bomb and just getting people to love the Greek gods again. This is one of the most competent issues of Wonder Woman that I've seen in a while where you have this going on. It's not overly complicated. It's trying to finagle the story that it wants to tell, but it's doing what it needs to do with this fight scenes and two fronts. The well enough in okay. my mind. That, that is well enough. It's just when I it's think just not about overly the plan, interesting. No, it's not that. And that is like two things about this that I think are an epitome to the, the whole deal, right? You end up having it not that interesting. And that kind of has been a thing. It's been goofy at points. I still like Wonder Woman yelling Ola as her battle I know, she's yelling Ola. I mean, I think Yara might. But you also end up with Wonder Woman kind of being a side character again. Wonder Woman is not the most interesting thing going on in her book and isn't doing a lot well, of the, the heavy lifting, which this, should be. The main parts about this is all about the like the, the past between Eros and Wonder Girl, really, and overcoming what they've dealt with and just letting us know there is never going to be a future with these two and Yarfor is going to kick his ass. Wonder Woman yells Ola a few times, but really, she doesn't have Ola, right? going on here. Flies around, kicks some people, she ends up smacking them in she the got face. got Golden and, Perfect. Yeah, she got the Golden Perfect. She says it's got a lot of names. Now, the thing that gets me is you do have, you know, Clone Rad uh, doing this. And you do have, like we just talked about John Ridley, a lot of times people will throw a message in to their books and things like that. And we've had this. I mean, I always go with the idea that Wonder Woman is just walking through the sphere of the gods and out of nowhere has to stop a satyr for being sus. Like, just that was their big, oh, look at that. They stopped That's the weird. satyr. Satyr's like, satyr just being satyr. I know it's not up the gods, to your man. standards, but see, I just heard Eros. This guy's a piece of shit. But he's up there in the sphere of the gods. What happens there stays there, Eric. But when you end up, and also the idea of, you know, oh, the gods are dying. Like, when aren't they? This is something that's so ridiculous. And We want to talk about Batman dying every few months in his own book. But the the gods are either, like, left this plane of existence or dying every other freaking heart. And I'm sure that the clone reds realize this by now. But at first, it didn't seem like they realized that when they ended up going with this, that the gods had been dead for that long. And they just kind of Well, not even that. It's just Hera was dead, the rest of the gods. But then the rest of the gods were killed. We brought Hera back. And that's the thing. That's the funny thing. They were killed then also at that point. All this going. So... The idea of love bomb. Hera died by dark side and everybody else is killed by Janice. But then we just brought everybody back and Hera's mum the fucking word about what happened. But the funny play, like we said, when Hera was killed and, and Janice killed the rest, they should have already been dead. So they, they you know, what is this? Double Z's? Double yeah. Z's, Eric Snow, Double take down. back Z's. You end up where at the end, the love bomb deal. And if you are aware, love bombing is something that a psychopath would do, a sociopath would go. And what you do is you end up where... They get on your good side by just like shoving so much love and, and affection at the person so Gross. that they can get there and then, man, and then manipulate them. That is <laughs> and it is that is a big term, especially now of what somebody does. Somebody like that will love. That's why I you. never do this. Just like I love you. I say gross. You'll never see this kind of behavior from this me. It's a little different. Like the idea of when you let your guard down, then they have you. Then they manipulate you. Things like that. And I think that 
when I was thinking of this, I think they mean that. And so you do end up where Dick bombs, this is that's that what I love do. that's going to end up being you manipulate, try to do this. But it doesn't feel yeah, like it's mind control. But it doesn't feel like it's quite the idea of, OK, and then they're going to love the gods because they could just do that. So I want to see how that plays out. How does this work out? Because if they really just needed somebody to love them and they could do this. They would have done this. This is almost like well, this, that this would be the next idea. step in the milk. But this is just going after Wonder Woman as if it's an attack. Like she's now Paul McCartney. She can't get out of the way. Or yeah, she's running around. They are. They, she's the Beatles. And they're just going Justin Bieber, whatever. Black pink hair. They're trying to rip her apart because they love her. It's a neat little concept. But I want to see. I want to see how this actually works with the story. We just got to do it on a bigger scale. Like you said, but again, is this another test run? Are they just do it? They're always in R&D, these gods, with this yeah, stuff. Well, but this also leads FDA them. FDA approved love bomb. In like, I mean, coming up pretty quickly, you're going to end up where this has to tie into the Lazarus planet, Lazarus storm, all that. So I want to see get how that's here. Connect. Yeah, so we're going to have to see how that plays out. I hope that it makes sense, and I hope that they can step it up, because everybody has the chance to do that. We ended up talking, a lot of people, oh my god, that Titans Academy, Teen Titans Academy was the worst, but Tim Sheridan was part of a book that we really enjoyed, the Flashpoint Beyond. Yeah, Flashpoint Beyond. You end up where, yeah, so everybody gets an opportunity to do that. Maybe this will be their deal. Maybe getting away from more of, like, the Wonder Woman family books, and the things with, like, the Nubia books, Stephanie that, that's a train wreck. That was terrible. So maybe getting into a bigger thing and other, maybe that'll help. Bring you in Shazam, hope. hopefully. Yeah, I hope that this is something that will help Character this book out because this book has been garbage for so long. And Wonder Woman fans and DC fans in general deserve more, and they're not getting it. But in the end, I see Mr. Positive. What do you give it? Well, by the end of this whole thing, I think that the art looks great throughout this whole thing. I'm telling you, it's mm-hmm. a little. It's a little boring and it's just being a battle, but the battles like are the competently done. Stuff. That well, the Hyperion like stuff's a little rushed. weird, like because you have a gigantic figure, then you have Siggy and like uh, Steve Trevor as these tiny little figures trying to like you know work it their way up to this gigantic monster thing. I wanted that it to be more here. impressive, like that, like especially Hyperion's walking through the city, everything's on fire. I wanted that to look like crazy great, like that should have been the focus, and it kind of was wonky. But some of the just individual things, I mean, there's just. It's funny because you say about usually it's boring and stuff when we do, but like some of the things like Edda's just looking on the same page, like the opposite page of Hyperion coming through the things. She looks incredible, yeah. and, and yet, but it's just her talking. I, I wanted more of the the big stuff, but a lot of it looks really, really good. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I love the, the colors in this. And I love the art. stuff. Looks looks great. amazing. It looks really good. And the thing is, I'm telling you, the book's competently done for what it's doing, but the thing is, it's not doing much overall except for these two big battles where you get to find out the milk extra isn't what you thought it was and getting to a love bomb situation. So the book is a little, like I said, boring for what it's doing, but it's doing that boring bit pretty well in how it's handling those things. So because of this, I'm going to give it a 5.9 out of 10, maybe a 6 out of 10. I want to give it a 6, but it's a eh, let's say I thought six. you were going to give it a 7.5. <laughs> no. There, like. Oh my god, he's gonna shock the world because I'm six the as book well. Looks good, but they're like you know a lot of the situations, like I said, are boring, and I don't mind reading this issue. Usually, I do mind reading Wonder Woman because it's full of nonsense and terrible dialogue for the characters and situations. This is straightforward to the point, even though it's not doing much overall. Well, to bring back Paul McCartney, Eric, right? If I ended up listening to his a recent album, and I think it was Paul McCartney three or McCartney three. It was you know not the greatest, but if I got to talk to him. I bet you would make me appreciate a little more. And, and in this thing, I don't know if you, I got to talk to Eros. 
So oh, really, yeah. I would have been a five five. I went I went up to a six. He's a piece of crap, but he's funny. Wow. I like okay. it. I like that guy. Uh, he says things that I, everybody wants to say, but they're too afraid to do it. Eric is what well, a guy. Well, that's true. That, you know, to some maybe, like my wife, actually no. But yeah, yeah, you end up where the art and the, like I said, the stuff and it's the coloring as well. And you know whether or not Tamara Bonvalon, she blocked us there. One of the best colorists in in comics. She is really really good. So. I do like the coloring, the shading. When you end up having, like, the arrow stuff with Yara Floor, there's a lot of shadows at play, and his eyes are glowing. He's pretty, I should have told him, he's a pretty sexy guy. I mean, and I didn't get the chance to, though, Eric. It's part of a conversation. But I'm going to give him, you know, when are you going to speak to a god? I don't get to do that that much, so I should have. But, yeah, you end cash. up six out of ten. <laughs> Keep it professional with the gods. Yeah. Oh, my. Uh, but, yeah, six out of ten for me. But what is your book of the week? My book of the week is The Flash, number 790. That is mine, too. I hope J-Man doesn't hear it. But that was mine as well. So there Can't you go. Can't wait for the we, next we issue. A deal. Yeah, and I, I end Which up... I don't I'm, know, but it might be next week, actually. I think it's coming up. At, uh, they're they're going to be real quick here. That's one yeah. of the other things that I actually do like about it. And I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to point that out to J-Man as well. With a mystery like that, that he's saying that he's kind of you know down on, you're going to get it real quick. Hopefully, we'll get some info, but you're going to well, get these issues real quick. As far as DC Comics' website says, it's coming out next week. Okay, and, and what I like about it, I'm looking up, it is. And so with that, you can play that. It's a slow burn, but not, because you end up where you're going to get it the next week. So I do like that. But here are the issues, including that why one that we we'll like talking about. Why does it feel like DC Comics? Like, I don't think it, it might not be the same thing, but why is it DC Comics pushed that Harley's going to be weekly so goddamn hard, but doesn't say shit about I know, The Flash? Because they don't. I, I really think that they want to quietly shove Jeremy Adams off a book that he's killing it on. I mean, he really is doing... And even if you're not really that big a fan, I mean, for the people who love Wally, he is doing what they need to do to apologize for yeah. all the shit that you got before. He really is. And I, people, I'm appreciating it. I talk to people all the time where they don't... Like, oh, really? There's a flashbook with Wally? Like, at least we DC should let people know that. I mean, they should have videos. I don't know what the hell they're doing. They're asleep at the wheel, Eric, is what they're doing. I mean, funny as we kind of talk to the guy who's the PR guy, I got to get a hold of him, tell him to push the right things, right? Right. Har- Harley Weekly? Very weekly. I mean, the, I get the idea that Mariko Tamaki's detective story, you're going to push that as Detective Comics, but still. That story sucked, Eric. Got a great song out of it. I saw some people that had that on their like book of the year, and I giggled. I said, really? What would you read? Two books? <laughs> I remember when Stop I Stop talking books. to people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just sat there. I, I saw this one list. I'm like, I looked in the one book they had on it. And they're like, this is the best. The book came out the year before. It didn't even overlap. I'm like, that book finished in July of the year before. What are you playing? What game are you playing? Book of the year? Damn right was there. But I'm saying that was still going. And then it to us it tanked. But at least that was going. And I think we finished the good stuff. I'm saying this guy, this book <laughs> ended in 2021 or something. It ended up way back there. And then it was this book end. Remember also Creature of the Night? I have a lot of problems picking my books of the year, Eric. I I'm always like I this still want to stop doing the award people. show. How many times do I say Jeff Johns and Jason Fabach each year? And how many times are you going to pick a series that you have no idea that you like it or not? Yep. I, uh, my book of the year this year, The Deadly Duo. Two issues out of three. Now, my book of the year, if we did a review of award show tech deal, would have been Flash. That was my book of the year. Uh, I think that was the most consistently. I think mine was Flashpoint Beyond. 
Yeah, I think Flashpoint Beyond was my third. I think I had that and World's Finest jumping around there. You know, and, and always have this sort of Asriel that's in there, right? Oh, Tim yeah. Drake, Batman, and then Human Target. Boom, Eric. None of them. You did it. I ended up, I had uh, I had action comics. I made a list up, a little list there. But I did have Batman. Uh, uh, Batman. I had, uh, what's it called? What's that Flashpoint book called? Beyond. Flashpoint Beyond. Also, Robin came in ahead of Batman. Oh, yeah, that was good. List too. And uh, that one shot, the Emerald deal with the Green Lantern, right? That Emerald Knight, gotcha. Yeah, no, I didn't have that either. But maybe, maybe at some point we'll, you know, get a couple. If we don't have a lot of books, we'll we'll talk about it. You know, like in June, something. Here's our 2022 books of the year, June. Uh, maybe we'll actually screw it. We'll actually talk a little uh, at that Patreon only uh, annual week. We'll actually throw out the list. We don't have to make it that you know crazy long or anything, but we'll talk about that there. I'm gonna make you do it now. And, you know. Here's what we're going to be talking about next week Two of of these books Will be on the Patreon Only spotlight picked by the badasses The Get Fresh crew I know what they're going to pick I know it right now Eric But Did you pick last week's? Um, No I didn't think they were going to pick both of those I thought that they were I think I might have said something like Oh they're going to be jerks and pick those And they did (laughs) I didn't know Here we go here we go. Batgirl's number 14. They're not picking that. But yeah, I said earlier, I kind of pine for the Batgirls when I'm reading the Wonder Woman, but I like the Clune Red section. We get it over with and we can relax the rest of the month, but they're screwing us this time. We also have Batman One Bad Day, Bane. Number and one. I, yeah, number one. Number one. Batman Superman World's Finest, number 11. Right? That's pretty cool. Thy will be done, Magog. Ah, uh, yeah. And then we have Lazarus Planet Assault on Krypton number one. And oh, no, that Krypton. Is, and I want to give a shout out to my man, uh, Andrew in Belfast. He sent me a, a message today. He sent me a message today, oh, Eric. Yeah. And he, says. he is along with me when he said, I cannot wait till Eric Shea gets to witness the awesomeness of Leah Williams writing because he's reading one of her books, the Exterminator's book over at Marvel, and it is insane. That book in a bad I don't know way, if it's good or oh. no, it's a bad one. But <laughs> she's on. Insane she's going to be, be good. It will be one of those. I I don't know. She has a, a bit I think in this with the Power Girl stuff. So yeah, we'll I've seen see. That. Yeah, we'll see if, how it is. But mm, she's wacky. Monkey Prince number ten. All We've right. been waiting for that it's one. All coming so to that's a head cool. here. Yep. This is a good week. I'm, I'm looking at these most books. important I, book of DC Comics right now, Monkey Prince. This this week is like right in Eric Shea's wheelhouse. You get your it's Banes. I know you love the Banes, right? You love the Magogs. He's the world's fighter. Everything's Shut coming up, up Eric Shea. But Monkey Prince, right? Yeah. Now let's keep it going. Nightwing I, I, 100. I that book now. Yeah, let's get that Nightwing 100. Deal. So you have that going on. I A lot of people were talking about having read it already. Now it's spoilers, but saying that, yeah, they're wondering, you know, if people are going to like it. So I, I worry, but I, I think it'll be okay. I look forward to yeah, it. Yeah, and uh, having Stargirl, The Lost Children, number three, Eric. We've been oh, enjoying six, that, yeah. right? That's cool. I can't wait to get into that. Listen to this. This is down the line, Eric. Say Flash, 791. All right, Oosh. we got that. Then, Eric, the new champion of Shazam, number four. Maybe that can kind of Finale. turn it around and end up in a good way, though we, you know, we see. And I think it's Josie Campbell. She has uh, some of the issues. Sure in does. the, uh, you know, Lazarus Planet, too. So I, I look forward to those. We really like the first two issues enough. 
Yeah, and then yeah. that last one really took Hopefully the final showdown here actually really just sends it out yeah, of the Yeah, I hope that that's good. And then something that me and you... The most and the best Titans book going on Titans at DC Comics right now. That. Seriously, of all the jokes and whatnot, pretty solid beat. It really is. There's a lot of books and a lot of good books, but I still think that the badasses will pick Lazarus, Planet of Sold on Krypton, and Nightwing 100. That's Stargirl, The Lost Children? I'm telling you, man, you all said that one bad day, Bane, Flag. You have yeah. a lot of good stuff. I mean, I'm seriously. It's going to be Stargirl and Bane. Bad Girls 14? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, man, I'm making myself call Eric. But yeah, we'll, we'll two of those books. We'll and see for some reason, I feel like Titans United has been on the, the badass it has. spotlight like but every again, time. I mean, this is a heavy hitting lineup. That's a penultimate issue. That's what it's not up to us, Eric. It's up to those badasses. So we'll have to see what they pick. But we we put all of our, you know, faith in their picks going down. So, yeah, if you want to get involved and listen to those or even become a badass yourself, you end up going over to patreon.com slash weird science. And, yeah, sign up for whatever level is right for you. And you get a ton of shows with each and every one. So also the shout out at the end of the month, we will have that Patreon only show. And when you have that, that's available for a dollar. You can just a dollar a month, you can get that. And also get early access one day early for the regular show that you're listening to now. And then some things I throw in there for the dollar make that's you stuff. home. And then each level you get more and more. So oh, yeah. with all of more, that, more, though, more. We, we ended up, I, I thought this was going to be a real short podcast, but it was okay. It's not yeah. 13 hours, eh, like back in God, the day. Why, but I hey, would quit. Would you? Would you really? Yes. Advise, like, how would I get you to stay on for thirteen? There's no way. No. I mean, maybe Eros. That guy. He seems like he's up for anything. That guy. I don't know. For some reason, the way he talks, I feel like it would totally kill his throat, and he wouldn't be able to keep it up very long. That, well, oh, really? That might be the deal. That that sounds like this guy I know called Guy Kid. Like, like <laughs> Guy Kid, he likes doing things. He can't really do things that long. Uh, but. If all of that, you know, just head over to the Patreon, check it out, but also check us out on Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us, we'll follow you back. Go and check out also our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, and our YouTube channel, Weird Science Comics. I think tomorrow I'm going to end up putting up kind of a little talk about the Lazarus planet, just kind of my worries, my hopes and dreams, Eric. We'll see. But I had a, a comic book news show today as i said that and that's something that's up there right now as long uh, as well as reviews and things like that i'm trying to do more and more there it's kind of fun more, more, it's more. i always need something to get me you know fired up juiced up as they say when i'm there and i'm like sup my family i, sup. I already bur- i burn those bridges i go down i'm like to my kids <laughs> hey sup and they're like who's that guy who's that guy who keeps talking to us they're, they're not very nice to me uh, i think they're trying to kill me i think that as i was saying earlier about them all they have to do is add, like, salt to anything I do. I'll croak. I'll be dead, Eric. Uh, but that's that. That's All bloated stuff, and sticky. Right? Uh, just the worst. Uh, but, yeah, hey, thanks, everybody. Don't, d- drink more water and don't eat a lot of salt. That's that's don't my advice my to everybody out there. Uh, but that is it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Jamin and Batman Beyond Mark for mailing yes, in. If anybody wants to mail in, it's uh, weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. It would be funny. I'm like, if anybody wants to mail in, email them at Comic Boom Rocky. I don't know. Just <laughs> ah, but that's that. What do we say at the end, Eric? Everybody have a great week. Keep it weird. weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. 
Nude Sound is the revolution.